Show on the big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. Hey! Alright. 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 Welcome in, everybody. It is Friday, December 22nd. Merry Christmas Eve, Eve, Eve to all who celebrate. This is the Mike Rutherford Show, and we're coming to you from the world-famous University of Louisville College of Business Studios here in sunny, slightly less sunny than yesterday, Louisville, Kentucky. Cards fans, if you're looking to take your career to new heights with an MBA from the University of Louisville, why wait? Act today. The full-time MBA program is an innovative 12-month program that accelerates your career trajectory with convenient in-person evening classes competitive 11-month paid internships provide you with valuable industry experience. It's the MBA that pays. Get started today and earn your degree in just one year. Visit business.louisville.edu. We're on the air today from 3.06 until 6 here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the land. You know us better as the Big X. Mike Rutherford and Trevor Kelsey here with you on a Friday, getting ready for the holiday weekend. And folks, we got our asses kicked and they still didn't fire him. That's basically the show. That's what you're going to hear for the next three hours. That's where we are. Too long, didn't read version. We got our asses kicked. They still didn't fire him. They're not going to fire him. So, that's where we are. Trevor Kelsey, how are you? How how does that news hit you on a Friday afternoon? For someone who knows it's hard to get fired, I I can relate a little bit. I mean, I'm... I can I can feel it, Kenny. I mean, it's hard. <laughs> you He's can- tried everything I've tried before. I feel I feel like we're just trying to get fired so we can go to the Mets. You and Kenny kind of are kindred spirits a little bit. In a little ways, yes. Yeah, yeah. we but we both uh, don't look like we're motivated. Neither of us uh, look like we care. You've talked <laughs> often about how you you know you, uh, everyone loves you in your role, and you're producing kind of the, the number two man on the mic. You don't you never want to be mic number one. Like you, if I'm off the air, like you don't want to host the show by yourself. You you don't like feel like you're just not comfortable. I, I think that Kenny Payne's tenure is kind of. A glimpse into what we would see if there was a Trevor Kelsey show. The one where, like you're running the show. One difference we do have though is if Troy came to me and says, "Here's eight million dollars to leave." I'd be like, <laughs> Peace. <laughs> you, you, I would leave so fast. You'd go, you, Mike. You would look and go, "Huh? Maybe he could be an alligator in a race. Maybe he could. <laughs> maybe he's good to go." I, I, I stand corrected. I still don't think he's beating up a sea lion or Paul Bolton or probably beating a ten year old in basketball, but an alligator, possibly, yes. You know, we talked so much yesterday about how the odd setup of the game, the circumstances surrounding it, about how the game itself felt like a, of secondary importance, and it's you know to to, to fully like encompass that, to showcase that. 
for the next three hours, I, you know, we'll talk about the game, but the primary story here and what we're going to lead with is not the game itself, not the fact that Kentucky, you know, led by 20 at halftime and coasted to a 19-point victory. It's what has transpired since. You know, it was all eyes on Josh Hurd last night. His news going to break, and you know, then we're hearing things today. And the long and short of it, if you're not aware, if we're breaking this news to you is that Kenny Payne will be the Louisville men's basketball head coach going into the 2024 calendar year. Josh Hurd, for the first time, talked. He spoke with Eric Crawford of WDRB. And I wouldn't say voiced his support for Kenny Payne. He laid out a lot of the things that have made him uncomfortable. But he did come out and say, Kenny's the coach. Not No holiday change coming, no, no change coming during this 13-day break. That's... The long and short of it. Kenny Payne will be your basketball coach. He didn't guarantee he's going to be here for the rest of the year. Certainly did not guarantee that he's going to get a third season, but he will be your coach Coach when Louisville takes the floor against Virginia the next time on January 3rd. No, the rest of the calendar year, at least. He'll what? be here for the rest of the calendar year, at least, we think, maybe, right? Well, what? I mean, he, he'll be here when 2024 starts. Yeah, so. you said the rest. Of, you don't know if he'll be here the rest of the year. You were meeting the season. The rest of the season, yeah. yeah. Um Maybe I don't know. Probably no. Maybe something will happen. Maybe we won't be Virginia, huh? I don't think so. I don't it think so it sounds like he's the, he's the coach. Let's start off by, I mean, just there's no point in like spilling it. I will put my name behind this. I'm going to say what I know about what's transpired this week. I won't say everything because I can't say everything, but I will say what I do know beyond the shadow of any doubt. This was not like the the plan all along was not Kenny's the guy, and it's not changing. There were rumors, there were murmuring, there was stuff swirling because there was legitimate stuff happening behind the scenes. I'm willing to put my name behind that. I'll go so far as to say that there was, at one point, a plan in place. That we would be sitting here Friday afternoon talking about an interim head coach. For whatever reason, that didn't happen. You, know, you can blame Josh Hurd. I don't know if it was entirely Josh Hurd's decision. Or if it was somebody from on high coming in and saying, we, we can't do this. At the end of the day, the decision was made that we're not going to make a move. And Kenny Payne will coach this team into 2024. Now, there are, it's not like there are no legitimate reasons to keep Payne for the last three months, right? I, I'm of the belief that a change is the right move. I, I think most people listening are of the belief that a, a change is the right move. If you give the people what they want, the majority of the people, it's change right now. Just something different. Just some some message that like we hear you, and for the love of God, going five and, and, and thirty or what? Where are we? Eight and thirty-nine. Eight and thirty-five. Nine and thirty-five. Nine and thirty-five. We remember we've accomplished five wins in a rebuilding year is not acceptable. And that's not going to happen. I, I think the message from Josh Hurd today was, it's not acceptable, but you're going to have to keep accepting it for a little bit. But firing Kenny Payne right now, bringing in somebody from the outside, promoting from within, whatever, whatever you know, you, you, the, the, the correct plan, course of action would have been, it's not going to save the season. Th- there's no world in which Louisville keeps Kenny Payne, fires Kenny Payne, brings in Coach K, brings in whoever, where they make the NCAA tournament. I think we can all agree on that. The net ranking did climb by one spot today, by the way, to, to number 266. Still very firmly in quad four territory, but climbing up, making baby steps, closing the gap, to use Kenny Payne's terms. So, 
it, even though you appease the fan base, it, it's not like you're going to start winning at a high level. The losing would have continued, and eventually a slight spike in attendance probably would revert to, you know, back to those, you know, 4,500, 4,800, 5,000 people attending game games. I get that. You also have the potential to save yourself some money by keeping Kenny Payne for another three and a half months. The buyout drops, I think on April 1st, by $2 million. Down from 8 mil to 6 mil. Not insignificant right now. You've you got reports out there from people that would know saying Louisville's a little cash-strapped right now. There's just there's not that much money in the basketball program. If you want to go out there and hire a big-time guy, get this thing rolling again, you need some funds to do it. And right now, we could use some additional funds. We're still paying off three different people from various buyouts. Now, that's poor decision-making in the past. I think the buyout itself is a poor decision, but that's the situation we find ourselves in. Having said all of that, at some point, I would like somebody involved in the University of Louisville men's basketball program to recognize that they are a part of the University of Louisville men's basketball program and show some modicum of self-respect and acknowledge the fact that this is a program that has been to 10 Final Fours, won three national titles, ranks in the top 10 in virtually every major Division I college basketball category historically. It's a program that had two coaches for what, over a half century who were both Hall of Famers. That's the standard here. And to sit here and continue to have arguments about a team that produces the types of results that we've seen for the last, I'll, I'll give you the last year of the Chris Mack, the last three years, is beyond infuriating. I'm so sick of getting used to watching the type of basketball that we watched last night where it's I, I, I'm sitting here we're down by 20 at halftime against UK the biggest game of the year the game that used to make me feel the most wider range of emotions that I would in any given calendar year and I'm sitting there numb down 20 at half on our home floor thinking they didn't play that bad not the worst we've seen, certainly. It actually wasn't a bad half. We're making, we look a little bit better than I thought we were going to look. Did you have belief we'd come back, though? Of course not. Okay. I'm glad I'm not the only one. Okay. The game, I mean, I said on the show at the end of yesterday's show, I said I thought we would, I thought we would keep it close for a half. I thought emotion and, and coming out and the, the talent that we do have on this roster, which you can see during for, for spurts, I thought it would keep it with us within four or five at halftime and then we would, uh, they'd pull away in the second half, and I, I said we'd lose by 19. We lost by 19. It was a little bit more lopsided in the first half than I thought, but we did keep it close for the first eight minutes. That was fun, but it was like even I then. I it was ten, by the way. Give us some credit. Even then, though, it was infuriating to see us. This team, you know, I, I get that our talent level is not where Kentucky is right now. Few teams are, but you could see it in spurts where it's like. If this team had any idea of what to do, if there was a semblance of a plan, if we could minimize the dumb stuff that has tanked this team for the last two years, they could be fine. They're not going to compete for a national title with this roster, but they could be fine. The best coaches in college basketball could have this as an NCAA tournament team. I firmly believe that. And some of the okayest coaches in college basketball could at least have them within shouting distance of the NCAA tournament. You can see it. Brandon Huntley-Hatfield belonged on the floor yesterday. Scott Clark and Spurts, you can see the talent there. The guys around him, I mean, in the right system, I still think you know, Trey White could be fine. He's not great in our system because we don't have one. He's out there trying to drive to the basket against guys that are way more athletic than him, 
and it just does not work. But look, last year, he was a, a pretty damn good player on a team that went to the NCAA tournament at USC as a true freshman. The fact that he can't hack it here on a 5-7 and seven team says more about us than it does about him. There are enough pieces out there to where we shouldn't be losing at home by 12 to Arkansas State. We shouldn't be getting boat raised by DePaul, who's now 2-8 and eight on the road. We shouldn't be getting just destroyed by Kentucky in a game where they really could have named the score, it felt like. And that's what making a move at this point just would say to me. It, it doesn't solve anything in the immediate other than acknowledging that the powers that be at UofL recognize what the standard is here and recognize who we are supposed to be. When you've got... A, the, the, the strangest thing about the last two years to me, it, it's the opposite of every coaching situation that typically happens across the, the landscape of college sports. Usually when you've got a coach who's doing a subpar job or just a straight-up bad job, the criticism in the immediate area is far more significant than the criticism nationally. Take Scott Satterfield. Perfect example. You know, Louisville fans are are like, man, you know, two years in a row we're, we're underachieving, winning three games when we're picked to finish third in the ACC in 2021, uh, you know, just kind of limping to a 6-6 six and six finish in, in, in 2022. And the national media is like, you know, guy knows ball, won Sunbelt Conference championships, had a good reputation from college football people. The Louisville fans' expectations are just a little bit out of whack. And we're sitting here being like, it's just not good enough. That's the case in, in like 95% of coaching situations across the country. Here, I think you've had locally, at least up until the last maybe month, it's been far more like kid gloves treatment with Kenny Payne than the national media. The national media looks at this program and says, you're Louisville for God's sake. What are you doing? You're not supposed to have 4,200 people in attendance at the KFC Yum Center. I don't care who you're playing. I don't care what day of the week it is. You won a national title a decade ago. You're sitting here saying that four wins can be explained away. Losing to Arkansas State at home can be explained away. Chattanooga coming in here and beating you by 10 can be explained away. Not being remotely competitive with your biggest rivals can be explained away. No. It's broken. Fix it. Getting rid of him now would be an acknowledgement that it's <laughs> this is irreparably damaged and the healing process has to start as quickly as possible. I don't think that, that keeping him around for three months in any way, shape, or form is an indication that there's a possibility that Kenny Payne gets a third year. But it's just, it's frustrating to sit here and know that for the next 90 days or so, we're going to have the same damn conversations on this show for three hours a day that we've been having for the last 21 months. The same lines, the same points, the same counterpoints, the same debates, the discourse surrounding the Louisville men's basketball program is going to remain frustratingly unchanged for the next three months. And that's depressing as hell, man. You know, we're getting ready for, you know, typically my entire life. It's been Christmas time. It's been we're looking forward to the UK game. And then even if you lose the UK game, you've got conference play coming up. That's going to carry you through those long, dreary, dark winter months of January and February. And then you get rewarded in March with the glory of the NCAA tournament. We're debating bracketology. Who are we going to get seated? Who are we going to get matched up against the first round? Where are we going to be seated? Where are we going to get shipped? Can we stay close to home? All that good stuff. And there's no remote hope for any of that happening in the three months ahead. And it's been the case for three years now. 
and it's too damn long, man. It, like this is I, I never in my life thought we'd see Louisville men's basketball get to this place, and we've been here for longer than any of us would care to admit. And and last night, it's not like you know we said the same thing after the ball game. It's not like last night was any sort of tipping point. We've been here. It's it just. It's not the biggest thing that you went out there and you got blown out by Kentucky. It's just the latest thing, and all the things are always bad. I mean, Kenny Payne's been trending on Twitter 90 times since he got this job. It's never been for anything good. It's never been for anything good, and it's not going to be for anything good. And we all know it. We all recognize it, and yet and still, we're still sitting here having the same conversations day after day, week after week, month after month. And I don't know who to blame for that. I mean, Josh Hurd, I think he knows when he talks to Eric Crawford, which you kind of caught wind of it last night when everybody was saying all week long, it's you know, think about Friday, it's going to be Friday, maybe Saturday. And then like the national people that I talked to said, hey, we're hearing the buzz is it's probably going to be until after Christmas. And then last night, Eric Crawford comes out after midnight with a little video saying, you know, he doesn't think any change is going to happen. Like Crawford doesn't come out with that stuff unless he knows. So that was my first tip off. Like, damn, we're really not going to do anything. And he comes out today, and Josh Hurd talks to him. And Josh has to know that he's going to get killed over this. He knows the pulse of the fan base. Josh is not a dumb guy at all. He knows what the reaction is going to be. I don't know if he can't make the move or if he's seeing the bigger picture or trying to see the bigger picture and saying, I've got to save myself some money. I've got to buy myself some time. Because he's got to know. Despite how well the Jeff Brom thing is gone, this is the hire for him. This is the move for him. These are the three months that have the potential to make or break his tenure as Louisville's athletic director. Because he gets, you know, some people aren't going to give him a pass for hiring Payne in the first place. A lot of people will recognize the fact that he was the interim AD when this happened, and there was a ton of pressure. The athletic story yesterday fully built upon that, laid that out. He had a lot of pressure from a lot of people with deep pockets and a lot of the fan base to go out there and hire Kenny Payne. And he was in a position where the, the job maybe wasn't over overly attractive to some of the bigger candidates out there because of the NCA stuff. So he doesn't. I, you can't just give him a free pass for that, but I think that there are reasons to explain away why he hired Kenny Payne, despite maybe having a hint, a semblance of an idea that this could go poorly. That won't be the case this go-round. There's no, you know, the voices out there that were out there for the last 20 years, they're not going to get a say in what decision gets made here. There should, when the time comes, be enough money to go out there and hire an attractive candidate. There may not be like this overwhelming Rick Patino, you've got to get that guy, or Jeff Brom, you've got to get that guy, hire that can fall into his lap. And that means the, the initial reaction to whoever the coach is may be a little bit lo- lukewarm. It may be like a golf clap. It may be, hey, I think this is good, but it's not a guarantee. Or it may be people who are upset. Regardless of how the initial reaction goes, what happens in the succeeding two, three years, four years, five years, 50 years, I think defines Josh Hurd's legacy here. And he has to know that. Louisville men's basketball program is an enormous, enormous deal. And it's been dead for the last several years. And it kind of falls on you now to make the moves to revive it. It's going to be an interesting three months, but it's also going to be a long, long three months. TK, how, how are you with all this? I, I mean, I, I think that, you know, you and I both have been, <laughs> we are of like minds when, when it comes to our feelings regarding uh, 
uh, Kenny Payne and, and the current state of the Louisville basketball program and the future of the Louisville basketball program if Payne sticks around for too long. But what was your initial reaction whenever you found out? I'm assuming it was probably like an hour ago when you woke up. <laughs> no, well, I, I kind of I, 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 I rolled out of bed. I kind of assumed last night. I had, I had, I had that feeling it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. And, and, and I, I think I texted you around 10. I was like, you know, we're about 12 hours away. So I figured around about 11 or noon today that we would kind of have a, a definitive answer. Like you said, it came out a little late, more like midnight when, when Crawford put that out. Yeah. But, I mean, I here's the thing. I one again, I point this out, and you you know, I'm not a big fan of the in season stuff, but like it, I, I feel like he he kind of went to this team and was like after the Arkansas State game, which was a quit. The team, you know, just not even trying. You know, I think it was that was the where you know we had these two games to be like, hey, listen, if you don't if you don't want to try for this guy at all, then we then I will pull the trigger probably after UK game. And we'll, we'll, we'll be, you know, whether it's an interim coach, whether it's to bring in whole staff, whatever. And I think the team, you know, showed that they, they want to at least try to fight. Now, you lost by 19 in the UK last night and probably could have lost by more, but they, they were, they tried. They're just not, there's only so much you can blame the players for not knowing what to do because they're not being told what to do properly, at least like you pointed out. But there, there was effort. So I think that's why we got kind of, now that said, why he didn't pull the trigger for, for this midseason move. I don't think there's like as I said, I don't, there's nothing he can do to like save his job for year three for me, short of winning a national title, which he's not going to do. Final uh, four? No, no. no. <laughs> he's still got to move on. No, you're not Mike Davis and me. You can, you're, <laughs> the only way you're getting me is you're Kevin Ollie and me. Like you're, I'm not getting Mike Davis. I'm getting I'm either getting Steve Fisher or I'm getting Kevin Ollie, and I'm going to go with Kevin Ollie more because Fisher at least has some success post that that '89 run. So you know that's the only way you're doing it. You got to cut down the nets. Cut the nets. You get year three. But you're on a year-to-year basis still, buddy. Um, I mean, like, I agree. Like, it's going to be three months of, like, you know, watching Groundhog Day, except not as funny, more depressing. It's like a nonstop loop of the Ned, you know, Niedermeyer scene and stuff, who some people think is the devil, but we'll get into that maybe instead of talking about Kenny Payne in the next couple months instead. I just don't know. If, if you let him go today, though, I mean, that's the – I feel like you're you're not changing the decourse of, of what the conversation is going to be over the next three months. Either way, we're going to be talking about how this team doesn't look any good. It's not motivated. You know, who's going to come in and replace him? All, all those things I think are going to be talked about, whether it's Kenny Payne as that man from here until the end of the season or if it's was an interim coach or someone from the outside brought in. I just – because, I mean, if, you, if you're if you promoting someone from on the staff, I must be honest, and I mean, no, no, I mean, maybe I'm wrong about Manning. Maybe I'm wrong about Nolan. Maybe I'm wrong about Jameson. I'm wrong a lot. I don't think I'm wrong in this case that – they're not gonna. They're not gonna turn this team around to make it some kind of like tournament run team. No, and let me be clear. If I wasn't already, I don't think that was going to happen. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, I feel like whether he pulls a trigger right now, or whether he pulls it in March, or into February, whatever. I, I just, I, I think, I think the 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 movie's gonna end the same. And I think so. If you're Josh, and if you can save, I mean, let's be honest. If you can save two million dollars in that scenario where you need to save some money then maybe it's not a bad decision. As long as the team's not just completely giving up 2018 style. Like, if that was the case, then, yeah, you got to pull the trigger. You can't you can't go through two months of that or three months of that. But if they're going to at least give some effort. I mean, they gave, we, this team gave effort last year to a degree. This team's given effort this year. Mm-hmm. They just, I mean, what can you say? I mean, it's they're, they're just not coached very well. I mean, you got to have coaching. And that's the bottom line, Steve Austin. And that's... If you if you let Kenny Payne go, it's, I, I the fan base is going to be excited. They're going to be, oh yeah yeah yeah. Who's going to bring the next coach? 
that that conversation is the same whether Kenny Payne's still here or not to, to the end of the season. Yeah, I mean, delayed gratification is tough. I, I felt like I was good about it growing up. I always wa- I wanted to save all the presents until Christmas morning. I, I never liked to do the open. <laughs> Ironically, I wasn't. That was the opposite. Yeah, and I, I know. But it, it, it's tough when it comes to stuff like this, especially, you know, Christmas was always like a few weeks away when we had presents coming in from ants and stuff. This is <laughs> this three months is a long time, and you've got I nothing do. really to distract yourself with <laughs> from a sports perspective anymore. Especially when you're coming off still another year, like last year, and it's just not getting any right. better. It's not like, yeah. you're, you're right. If this was a one-off, it'd be a little bit easier to stomach. But we've kind of we've done this. I mean, you know, think about how hard the think about how hard the, the like the the month. I think it was like five weeks after they announced the the postseason ban in 2016 was where it was like. I mean, this team's good, but like, can, how, why are we really? It's hard to get up for these games when we know that there's no, like, just gold at the end of the rainbow. There's nothing that we're really working towards here. Like, that sucked, but we're like, you know what? Just get through these five weeks and it's smooth sailing from this point forward. We'll never have to deal with something like this again. And then it feels like we've been dealing with it for the last, like, five years. And, and it's just. Oh, we're, we're in limbo here. What, what, what's it called? Like, the, uh, what's the kids who don't go to heaven or hell? They just Purgatory? Like, yeah, that's where we're at. We're, we're in well, basketball. Limbo too, yeah. Huh? Limbo, you same thing. Right the okay. First time, yeah. uh, I mean, <laughs> well, I didn't want, I didn't want, I didn't want to make sure I wasn't confused, make a description of us trying to get under a pole at a short length. At least you could buy your way out of that back in the day. <laughs> yeah. We can't do that anymore. So I mean, that's, I mean, that's where we are in basketball. We're, we're, in, we're in basketball purgatory. I mean, we're not gonna. There's gonna be a game or maybe at some point this season where we get excited because we beat Clemson or we maybe beat Notre Dame or. You know, we, we, we only lose by one point to somebody good or not good. Who knows? I mean, just like, you know, we come back from from this thirteen day week, thirteen day break, and we're gonna play away at Virginia, a place where we've we've never won since we joined the a, 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 a little house of horrors for but us. This is the year we beat them too. Since we joined the, we're not going to beat them. It, it, it's gonna be you know, it's gonna be painful. It's gonna be awful. And like, you know, then we're gonna play. Pit at home. Ken Palm gives us a 23% chance of winning that game. Then we're away at Miami, 12% chance of winning that game. NC State comes here. Then we're away at North Carolina, away at Wake Forest, uh, home against Duke. All three of those games, Ken Palm doesn't give us a better than 11% chance of winning. And then we get Virginia again to end the month. Like, And then Clemson away. Like We could easily be 0-9 in the entire month of January. You expect us to come on the radio after all of these games and, and, and like rant and rave for three hours? I can't do it. Like I'm gonna come in if we lose to North Carolina by 30 on January 17th. I'm coming in that Thursday and I I will talk about anything else. I'm like, what do you want me to say at this point? Well, that's my wheelhouse, first of all. That's kind of how I feel about last night's game. <laughs> we'll we'll talk about the game, but like you know, it was as expected. Yeah, there were a lot of Kentucky fans there. I, I told you I didn't think it was gonna be. I thought all the 75-25 stuff was over the top. It sounds like it was. It was more like 50-50. People, people a bit I talked to Louisville. said it was even. Yeah, it was. They, but Kentucky fans, we knew we were gonna be louder though. Of course, because they they had stuff to cheer. About. Yeah, you gotta have stuff to cheer about to, to do. Chance it's hard to do a you know go cards go when you're down by 15 to your arch rival on your home floor. The blue white was annoying though. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it was, but we knew this. We, like there was nothing about last night that was surprising, and there's gonna be nothing about these. We still have 19 games to go. There's gonna be nothing about any of these 19 games if they go horribly. That's going to be surprising. I mean, you want me to come in here and like after a 22 point loss to Duke and analyze you. Know, what Tyler Johnson did wrong, the decision making, you know, how we defended the high ball screen poorly. I'm not going to do it. It just this is such a long road, and I know the women's basketball team. They're coming off a big win over Washington. They're going to be good again. They'll be right there in the mix. I'm not sure they're national title good. It'll be fun to have that to talk about. But like, we don't have football anymore. At least for the first month and a half of this, 
We've had football to talk about. We had the transfer portal. That's going to simmer down now after the new year when the window closes. Like we could do that till January second, I think. So. The, the, yeah, the, the, like I mean, we don't play again till January third. Well, that's in bad basketball. timing, isn't it? We that's did, what I'm saying. The portal closes and the basketball season begins again. There's so little to distract us, and you can only do so much. And God knows that we we know that better than anybody. <laughs> of the like, hey, like, do you think that Scott Drew would answer the call? And we'll have that question uh, every single day throughout January yeah. and February, and we'll have no real substantive answer. Until we get to March, and some of these teams have their seasons start ending, or they're staring down the end of their season, it's just going to—it's going to be tough. And like, I mean, the, didn't we do this last year? The same we time did. Almost? And the only thing that carries us through is the hope that when this season, because we knew Payne wasn't going to get fired after year one. No, but the hope that whatever happens immediately after we're eliminated from the conference tournament is going to be something that we can all get excited about, and that we can start the process of building back towards getting this program somewhere near the vicinity of where we expect it to be. But for now, I think that's the most difficult thing about hearing, you know, seeing Josh Hurd, the headlines pop up today. Hey, Kenny Payne's going to be your coach. Like, it, it's just, we know that nothing good is going to happen for a long, long time. And it, it feels like, you know, do you check out? Do you, 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 there's no point actively rooting against the team because everybody knows how it's going. You know, not showing up is not, like, like everybody knows the situation here. And the situation is that we're in hell. And we're going to stay in hell for another three months. <laughs> I mean, we're not really, we're not really going anywhere else. I, I kind of agree. I mean, I, I want to defend Josh a little bit though. Like people are like, he needs to be fired. How can you not pull the trigger? That's the type of knee jerk reaction is why you shouldn't let fans decide your your decision making if you're an AD or in any kind of position, a general manager, or whatever. I mean, I, I Josh, I think is making the right decision now. If he makes a hire to replace Kenny, that that turns out to be a flop. Then we can maybe pull out our pitchforks and, and, our, and our, our torches and our, our khakis or whatever, and 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 start you know raiding raiding the capital of the University of Louisville. But till then, I mean, let's I th- I think this is the the best move by Josh. Yeah, I, I mean, at this point, there's really no well, good one. Move, like, but, yeah, I mean, Josh isn't going to get fired. Like, you you have to just kind of like this is on him. Like, like you have to give him these months to to navigate yeah. to figure out a plan. I mean, what you want to do, fire him, have him fire Kenny and bring in Kenny, uh, Jay Wright tomorrow or something? Yeah, I mean, I mean he's been the, the, the permanent AD for what? About a year and a half now. He's, you know, one for one when it comes to major hires. Kenny Payne has not worked out. He no. made that hire when he was the interim. He got Jeff Brom, which like you can say it fell into his lap. I get it. Still, it's worked out pretty damn well so far. You can also argue he was forced to hire Kenny Payne, too. Yeah, he, he's had no major. There have been no major scandals, which is something for us. Like, I know it's been a year. It's still, it has to be said when you're talking about University of Louisville Athletics that we have, you know, we, we've we've kind of, it's been a, a smooth road off the floor, off the court, off the uh, the field for the last uh, last year, which is good. So there's that. Yeah, we have not embarrassed ourselves, at least uh, when it wow. comes to an administrative, you know, not rule, not breaking rules, embarrassing wise. Right. I mean, yeah, we've, we've, we've had, embarrassed ourselves just by like, stepping in our own poop. It seems like. Well, that's it's basically one program doing that, and they wow, just do yeah. it over and over, and they're, they're very visible, so it makes it seem like it's worse than it is. Let's take a break. When we come back, uh, I, I want to talk about the game last night. We'll talk about Kenny Payne's post game press conference. Uh, I'm sure that'll get people riled up. That's what we're gonna do for the next three months. Keep it locked right here. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. It may as well be January 28th, but it's December 22nd here on 1450 and 961, the Big X. I wish you a Merry Christmas. 
I kind of think this has been the biggest Christmas song in the Rutherford household this year. Kids are very into it. John sings it. Ah! It's my mom's favorite. My mom's a big fan as well. I grew up uh, being a big Jose Feliciano fan. Love his early work, particularly this song. Can you name one of the songs? Absolutely not. Don't know if he's made other music. Don't care. This is all he needs. It's a banger. I love it. I, this was a favorite of mine until I worked at the mall. Yeah, I can see how stuff like that can ruin and, it and for when you. When you're working in, the, in like a kiosk in the mall, which was the coffee bean where I worked at, which is you know, in the middle area, and so you're, you're forced to listen to the Christmas music that they're playing 24-7, nonstop, repeat, and you realize that this song is like six minutes long and it's two verses, and it's repeating itself over and over. It's like... Who wrote this? Lenny Kravitz? I mean, come on, man. Can we get a third verse in here? I get it. It's like, you know, getting way too drunk on a liquor at a young age, and that mm-hmm. liquor's kind of ruined on you forever. That's how bourbon was for me. Still but this, is. But this song always makes me think of, uh, I think, an underrated Christmas movie. Are we, are we going to do Christmas movie rankings today? Instead Why of not? It's better than... I mean... <laughs> I'm mad about Louisville basketball. Somebody <laughs> just tweeted me during the break and was like, you know, can we finally shut up about this now? For the next for the end of the year about Kenny Payne, like oh you know they're still gonna whine about it. I'm like what, what's the alternative? Do you want me to sit here for three hours and just sit in silence? <laughs> well, I was coming up here today. I'm like, I gonna hey. celebrate the 19 point loss. <laughs> so last night I'm like what's what, what kind of music do we go to? Do we go sad? Or, I mean I've already done like TJ Janks. I mean I'm out of like depressing songs to use over the last year and a half of the season with the basketball team. Like I, I don't know how many more. I have no more tears to jerk. You know, so hmm. <laughs> that's, that's my family guy, American Dad reference, by the way. Um, so, but I was like, oh, wait a minute, this is our last show before Christmas. I was like, ah, bleep it. Let's go Christmas songs. <laughs> so, we're going to be talking depressing basketball, followed by like, all I want for Christmas is my is two <laughs> So, I figured it'd be at least comical going into, in and out of breaks at, at some point. But. One of the sad things about last night is that I had, so from three separate people, one of them is like one of my best friends. A couple others are our friends. And sorry not to rank right there. My apologies. You don't rank, you rank your friends, don't you? I think you're the type of person to rank your friends. I mean, I've got two best friends, I feel like. I've got two best friends. Yeah. Do you tell one of them that they're better than the other, though? Well, it depends on how they're treating me that week. <laughs> it's like when you, like back in the day with MySpace, where you could like rank your friends. Like if one send up, you know, didn't call you for something, they're moving down the list. It's the way it works in my eyes. I have a friend of the week award that I give to my best friend every week. I worked eight years to be number one on that speed dial, and I'm not giving it exactly. up. Exactly. Yeah, I, I back. I was like one of the few people had T-Mobile with my friends. Oh, like, I hate you're like it. The, you're like the my circle, my five, and I was like, Craig's out of the five. See, that, see, this was your problem. I hated that because I couldn't even fill the five. I was like, okay, That's sad, I, I know it's depressing. You don't need to say these things on the air, but it was like, it was like finally, like number four was grandma. I was like, okay, let's put grandma in there. <laughs> <laughs> but, so I had three different people text me some some form of uh, I'm watching the game with my son, you know the the, the, the you know, kids like six, seven, eight, somewhere in, the, in that range for all three, and they said something like, "Does Louisville ever win?" And I I think one of the other ones was like, "Has Louisville ever beaten Kentucky in basketball or football?" And I'm like, just hearing that stuff, it's depressing. so damn depressing because then you like start thinking about it and you're like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was like, well, I texted one of my buddies. I was like, "Tell Jacob the women's basketball team's won seven in a row and stop being such a sexist pig." Like, I mean, you know, you sound like a, you sound like a Notre Dame fan describing why you're a legacy. You're like, no, no, we actually did. In I was there in two thousand nine when Edgar Sosa 
Cross the midcourt line. The assembly line was new to Americans. (laughs) (laughs) We were a wide-eyed country then. (laughs) The President Barack Obama. Let me tell you, it's like, people were like, that was six presidents ago. (laughs) I don't care. I was there. It was glorious. But that's where we are. H? No, W. (laughs) And and last night's game, so, you know, we come out and, and... we show hard, and it was fun. Like, like for the first couple segments, watching the team go back and forth, and and you know, I think taking advantage of Kentucky not being fully locked in on defense, and, and then as the game transpired, I, mean, I, I told you this yesterday. You people were like, "Well, Kentucky just shot the lights out." I'm like, "Well, they came into the game as the sixth best three point shooting team in the country, shooting it at, at over a forty percent clip as a team, and we came into the game." allowing more open three-point shots than any team in college basketball, this was a predictable outcome. We don't guard the perimeter. We don't locate shooters. We don't. If you're a 2.2% shooter from three, if you're a 75% shooter from three, we ain't guarding you. I, do, I would disagree. We do locate them. We just don't get to them. We don't get to them. We have no, you know, Trey Mitchell comes down, and on back-to-back high pick and rolls, yeah. we just leave him. Like, do we have a scouting report? <laughs> do we know that just because he's tall – He's still gonna shoot it. Like, do do we have any idea? Yeah, I love how the announcers start like calling you out too, and you're like, do they not realize that you know you might want to switch? Yeah, they, I mean, it's like how many games in a row we're gonna get called out by the announcers? They always start so positive where they're like, it can't be as bad as we think it is, and then the game starts. They're like, you need to fire these kids into the sun. This is awful. Uh, and that's what was, was last Jay night. Williams. Yeah, Jay Williams. Jay, Jay's trying to. He's, he's well, trying he's a doing. A, he's doing an act. Yeah, but it's still one hundred percent. But the act. fact that he's he we've given him the opportunity to, to go over the top of that act is in its own way embarrassing. He also like last year was we spent like, an entire game talking about how Kenny Payne was the guy and people who who were upset about it just like didn't weren't giving him enough time and then the game starts and he's like. They're not really doing anything well. I'm like, God, Jesus, Jay. Like, you know, you can't have it both ways here. And now he's definitely gone. He's he's trying to get the viral moments out there. But the game happens. Like, we you can see it. That that like again, with the right scheme, the right system, the right coaching, the the right motivation, this could be a fine team. A, a fine team. Not a great team, but but a team that's good enough to have a a year that we're all okay with, good with. They're enjoyable to watch. And instead, every time that things get a little bit tough, it's like you know. Last year, I kept saying they turn snow flurries into an avalanche every game. It ha- it still happens when things get a little bit tough. When the game plan goes a little bit wayward, when an opposing team makes some sort of change, we just have no idea what to do. None. We still make simple mistakes that you can't. I mean, even when we're playing well in the first you know, three segments. We have three possessions where we just throw the ball away or just walk and just you know, we're standing on an end line. We still catch more passes standing out of bounds than any team in the history of college basketball. And you can't do that against a team like Kentucky. You can't do it against anybody, let alone a team like Kentucky. You have to value the possession. We never value the possession. We don't play defense. We can't keep anybody in front of us. We overhelp. We don't locate shooters. Like It's been a two-year thing. That, that wasn't reserved for last night. This is a consistent issue. But when things go a little bit awry, we just start panicking. And you've got you know, Kenny Payne. We were leading when he made a three-person substitution. He took Huntley Hatfield 
and Tyler Johnson out of the game at the exact same time. I don't know why. He brought in Curtis Williams. Um, I can't remember who else was, was out there at the time. I want to say it was Caleb Glenn, wasn't it? Or was it he brought a, in Caleb a, Glenn. a core of four game? In. I think a core of four. He had that's exactly ended. right. Yeah. And, and you know, things start going poorly. He calls a press for some reason against a team that, that is getting you know, that, that is so good at getting wide open looks from three and that it loves playing at a fast pace. They don't they, they I said it yesterday, they love playing at a fast pace and they're still like twelfth in the country in turnover percentage. They don't turn the ball over. Why you would think to press that team with inferior athletes is beyond me, but we tried it, and it gave up a wide-open three, and then he just refuses to call timeout when it's slipping away so quickly. you got the—I think the play that I captured on video that a lot of people were talking about, they hit a transition three to make it a 15-point lead when just a second ago we were within two— and everybody on the team is expecting Payne to call a timeout. And he just kind of, he does this whole thing where it's like, get up the court, just go. That's my coaching, go. And people are like, okay, they jog. And like Tyler Johnson just drives it straight into four people and gets you know his 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 bleep swatted into the third row. And it's like, what what are we doing? Like how? And at that point, the game is just so lost. The you know, the, the, the body language starts going down. You can tell the kids have no belief in their ability to even be competitive in this game. We stop, and that was the race, rest of the game. You, you know when they get frustrated, especially when, when on offense, we get to the point where everyone just spreads out, stands there, and Sky Clark just dribbles around and tries to go tries to go one-on-one. Or Trey White goes, tries to go one-on-one. Whoever has the ball at the perimeter, Mike James tries to go one-on-one, Tyler Johnson, whatever. Yeah. And then we just stand there. Because when, when we actually move in an offense – I know it doesn't come around too often. It's like, you know, might as well call it the Comet offense because we see it every one every eight games. The team can – you start getting glimpses of hope, right? I mean, yeah. you, you saw that in the first six, seven minutes of this game last night. And like you said, they made that little run. They went up, I think it was 24-18. It was only six. And the next possession, like, we just did the thing where we're just standing there and, and – I, I, was, I was like, we're done. We're, we're already, we've already gone to that mentality. You can see it in their faces. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna now. We're just gonna just, just go play, try to play hero ball one on one with everybody, which is not gonna work because not one of our players is probably more athletic than one of their guys. You know, Huntley Hatfield at that point was six to six. I think he got two more shots the rest of the game. He still didn't miss. Eight, uh, eight for eight in the game. And one of those was him getting a loose ball on a jump shot. Yeah. I'll give a shout out to TJ Walker too because he alerted me to it. Like the the over under for points. On Huntley Hatfield on DraftKings was nine and a half, and TJ's like, I think this is easy money. Take the over, and I was like, I'm loading up on that. Like the only bet I'm gonna make in this game, like he had ten in the first half, and I was like, done, boom, I've already won. <laughs> yeah. I've already won this bet. So I mean, he was a he was a kind of a mismatch for them. He's the one guy I think who has a skill set and, and the size to exploit Kentucky inside, and he did it, especially he, when he's motivated. We, that's something we've he's talked been about motivated since. for the last. He month has or so. been he's, for the he's most played part. well. Yeah, he did the Paul game. We saw old Brandon a little bit, but. Uh, I mean, when that it was one of the games or this this year, but nonetheless, yeah. And that's like I said, that's the, that's the skill set I saw last year in him that made me think I'm going to remember this guy's name, and I'm going to I'm going to know his name. And you know, you brought up the the King comparison, which is was true last year a lot more than it is this year. But yeah, but I mean, it's it, and there was a you know there was a play I think is his, his sixth field goal when he went finished the six, when he got to the six for six mark. You know, we get him the ball in the low block, they triple team. He still it, it's not the best shot, but. In our offense, sometimes it's the best shot we could get. And it goes in, and I'm thinking, okay, even when we get, they're going to double team him, they're going to triple team him, we're going to still give him the ball. That was the last time in a half court offense he touched the ball of the game. The other, at least, at least until the point where he could actually get a shot off. The other two came on like loose ball movements. There was a possession, just, and it, it got pointed out by somebody. I don't know who it, who it is. It's one of the, the college basketball accounts on Twitter that kind of does video stuff. And there was a possession where we're running stuff, we're in the middle of a half court set. And 
Tyler Johnson is just standing at midcourt. Like, like he's nowhere near the play, and Mike James drives into the belly of the beast. He gets doubled. He pulls up expecting Tyler to be on the wing for a pass and just throws it to nobody because Tyler is just standing on the bird logo. It's like, what is this? Like, What are we doing? And when you see something like that, and you can say, well, that's the players. It's not the coaches. It's on the coaches to call timeout and be like, what the hell are you doing? Get into our action. Be at the three-point line. You're the point guard. Was that in the first half or second half? It was in the first half. Okay. Did Tyler play much after the uh, the technical foul? play or did he, did, I can't remember if he came he in still play. I, I think that was the biggest cheer that Louisville fans gave after the first like 10 minutes because they're like at least somebody's trying out oh, there he was, you could tell he was I mean the frustration showed I'm, I was yeah. yeah I mean and that was his fourth third and fourth fouls at that point yeah Trey White had three uh, two fouls in like the first few minutes which Trey I mean didn't hurt you know what's sad the game. that was like four minutes in the second half and that's like one of the last things I really remember watching it the, the whole second half was just it was going with the motion. It yeah. was just like there was no. Yeah, you we, could tell UK was just coasting, and you know they weren't going to embarrass us, and we were going to go. And it was it was you knew it was going to be around that like eighteen to twenty five point was going to be the final margin. We were never going to get close, and we we didn't. Uh, our, our boy Danilo Yovanovich though got in there. Well, he came in and looked like a character warrior, didn't he? Impacted the damn game. Outscored DJ Wagner last night. He came in there and hit a shot, and I'm thinking, we got life, baby. You know we. We hey, found kind of to 19, but yeah. Diamond in the rough. You know, we go out there and we, we, we don't need DJ. We go out there, we get Danilo. <laughs> I think you have to give this staff a little bit of credit for having an eye for talent. Superior eye for talent, I mean, some you, are saying. You gives me, he gives me one more game like that, I'm going to remember his first name. Big picture. <laughs> Talk to us for where these programs are in two years. When we got Danilo Ivanovich, like, congrats. You got DJ Wagner out there scoring two points, going to the NBA next year. We'll have Danilo being a first-team All-American in two years. Oh, that's, that's another thing we can talk about next month is part of the repeating conversation is who will be back and who won't. I don't want to do that. I mean, if it makes you feel better, I don't think I can see maybe three guys on this team are going to be back next year anyway. What will Aiden McCool do? <laughs> He's one of the three probably. <laughs> Today from three to six on 1450, the big X. The... Do you have any other thoughts on the game itself? Because it was like, like you said, after the... Once it was, we were down by 20 at half, like the second half was... Oh, it, it's it, all kind of a blur. I, I texted you when I went at the point where I knew this game was on. That was twelve minutes in. I was like, "Hey, that first ten minutes was fun. It was fun while it lasted because that was when the league got to I think eleven or twelve with about about the you know under four minute mark or eight minute mark, whatever." I think I saw seventeen straight tweets on Twitter that all just said it was fun while it lasted. Yeah, and it's that's pretty much what it was. And then at that point, yeah, it was. I mean, I'm watching, but I'm kind of coasting through it. I'm like, you know, this. I have no. It's so sad when you're watching a game. I'm what I'm, and I don't want to mix sports, but like I just remember sitting watching like the I think it's like fourteen or thirteen years ago this year that you know the miracle in the Meadowlands, the Michael Vick comeback, and the Eagles and the Sean the Sean Jackson punt return. And the Eagles are down twenty four points with I want to say like eight minutes left in the game, nine minutes left in the game time. And I had hope. And again, I know I'm mixing sports here, but we're twenty down with a whole half plus to go in this game, and I've got no hope. Like I just I just know. And that's so sad. It just uh, the fact that that's like one of the last things to get burnt out in my fanhood of love. I mean, it's like that. It's, we used it's to always depressing. have hope. Like we used to always be that fan base that it, if we got down by seventeen, eighteen, we're like, you know, just hang on, make a little run here. West Virginia lead eight. There I mean, was, I'm watching that game, and we're down. Miracle on Maine. We're down twenty something points. To West Virginia in the, at halftime or whatever, second half. And I'm like, we can, you know, you hit you hit two or three baskets in a row. You get six, eight points in a row. Get it going. Got a groove going. Got yeah. a groove going. The Florida we, game in 2012. Yeah, I mean, last night we'd score six points in a row or something. And God help me, the only thing I'm thinking is, 
well, don't cut it below 13. I got money on UK. Yeah, even when you didn't win those games back in the day, you knew there was going to be a run. You knew they were going to get it down to like five or six, and they would at least have a shot. And I remember like one game vividly was when Duke came into town. It was the 2015 season when we had Trez and, and Terry Rozier, and like they played that zone. And surprise, we, we weren't a great shooting team, mm-hmm. and we were down by like 15, 16. And the craziest thing about that game was we all just kept waiting for the run, and it never came. That was abnormal. When you wouldn't make a huge push to yeah. at least make a game close when you were getting blown out early on. Usually you're tapping out with like two minutes left or something. And for the last three or four years, the last three years, yeah. when we've gotten down by eight or nine, I'm like, it's over. It's it's done. Like, you know, we made a, I think we, we made a big run against was an App State that had been up on us big last year or Wright State where we got close. And like, you know, that was the only time where we really kind of like, you know, made, made a well, huge, crazy run. But in big games, when we get down, I'm like, we're, you can just tell. Like the body language is done. That the team checks out, and nobody has any belief whatsoever. Not only that, are we going to win, but that we're going to make things interesting. No, no, no hope at all. We're Brooks. Okay. Well, let's. <laughs> Kenny is beating the Andy Dufresne out of us. We can be Andy still. <laughs> no, I don't know, Brandy or not. Granted, the see, sisters are having these, their way with us right now, but there's see, still hope. There's still potential for us to get better I'm and ass- escape to Mexico. I'm assuming this is the tunnel we're in right now, right? The, the, the four football field. Well, I just said it was the rape, so <laughs> it's one of the two. And neither one's more pleasant than the other, I don't think. I hope it's the tunnel. That way we're closer. <laughs> Either way, it's bad. I don't want to. I don't know. Which, I don't want to be in either situation. What, what but of, we are. What was the name of the town in Mexico? I don't know. Oh man, that's like you remember if anybody. Guadalajara. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. We we got to get there, baby. Come on. Just keep crawling. I just want to see my friend. I want to see the ocean. <laughs> just keep crawling. It's all we can do. The thing is, like, I'd like to be crawling. I'd love to let you know we had a destination. All we can do is just sit here and talk about the same stuff we've been talking about for 21 months. We don't have time right now. We've only got about a minute left here in this uh, this segment to get into. The post game press conference because before no, we, no. I know the text line's chomping at the bit. I know that we've got a, a load of text that we have to get to, but the post game press conference demands at least a little bit of attention from us. Probably more than the game. <laughs> God, it's, you know it's true. When he made the quote about the transfer portal, I legit, oh. thought, I, I legit thought I was going to faint. I, I I'm like, are you? Ga- he's. I mean, that's just kidding. It's we, gaslighting. We're, like, we're. Not, I mean, we're going to talk about Cal Perry, who did all of it, anything but leave an, an application for his coaching staff on the table when he left. I mean, I I don't even know what to say. It's like you know, you, you have a kid. You've told them, hey man, don't you, you can't text and drive. You can't text and drive. You can't text and drive. And like after getting in five wrecks, they're like, I, I need to stop texting and driving. That's the problem here. Like, oh my god, I've been saying that forever. Like we told you this from day one, your comments were concerning. Six months ago, you said you didn't need the portal, and now he's like, "It's like someone told him last night what the portal was." He's like, "Oh, that's what these people have been talking about." I thought it was something different entirely. I caught it as someone who wanted to save his job for as long as he can, and now he's going to say the things he thinks people want to hear. I think that that's more likely than than him legitimately thinking that the the portal was some sort of back to the future mechanism that he didn't fully understand. (laughs) Although I wouldn't put either out of Do the, the realm of possibility right it? now. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. We'll get to those those comments, a couple others that, that I think had people talking after the game, and then we'll get to you guys on the Thornton text line at 502-414-1450. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. Happy Friday to you. Hear from us at 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I want to wish you a Merry 
Hour here, the Mike Rutherford Show. 1450, 96 one, the Big X. We do not need a KFC. Did you know Trevor Kelsey? Taylor Swift grew up on a Christmas tree farm. Is that why there's a song called Christmas Tree Farm on, on, on the list that I saw? It's a good song. I like it. I almost went with that, but I just went old school Christmas. Like she did. Yeah, she grew up on a Christmas tree farm. I did. Pennsylvania. Not. Is she Amish? No. I think Amish are the only people that grow up and that have Christmas tree farms. I think in Pennsylvania, I think like if you're not like Philadelphia or like Hershey or Are you thinking of the Dutch? Possibly. <laughs> it's the same thing. Is there I was gonna say what's the, is there a difference? <laughs> hey, unlike you, I, I don't know I can't say unlike you. I don't know, maybe I've been in like on Amish on, 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 like farmlands and stuff. I bought my dogs from an Amish uh, uh community. <laughs> What? <laughs> you want a follow up to that or something? I, mean, I, I'm, I, I don't want you to talk about for this about this for ten minutes, but I really, I, I've got to know a little bit more. How did you end up getting a dog from an on to use your term Amish community? Amish community. Um, so I found them on a website, and it was the people who do you know sell because it was weird getting my dogs this recently time because when the last set of dogs I got, I just went to the mall and bought in a pet store. Like and that's been so long now, going on twenty years since you know the passing of Donovan and Reggie. Adopt, don't shop. Yeah, I was like, I learned like very quickly. I was like, apparently the, the old ways are not the new, the current ways anymore. And so to get like puppies, it's hard to get them at the at the you know main society because those go quickly. You have to go like to puppy breeders, I guess, or whatever. So I found this place up in uh, in Elkhart, Indiana, which is the home of Sean Kemp, and uh, it was a, a woman and her husband. And their two basically main professions were they sold dogs and they rented out uh, Wi-Fi to the uh, Amish that live around them in their community. Because some wanted to use internet, some didn't. So they, they would rent out pass- Wi-Fi passwords. So it was a fun thing. The only the thing dogs I- wanted to use internet? No, some of the Amish did. I guess mm. they just didn't, you know. I thought, I thought that wasn't allowed. Oh, that was like their big thing. It's I, kind of their only thing. I think it's, they're, they're kind of on the fence. Some are like, you know, you can use it, but you can't have it type thing, I guess. Some Amish are allowed to like be gamers. I guess so. I don't think that's right. I know I know, I know. know uh, the movie with uh, Christy Alley and, and uh, Tim Allen told me that, you know, some, some go white and just wear the, the traditional garb, some wear colorful garb. Well, I know they do, like, when you become 18, they do, like, let you go out in, like, the world Ramos, for a year or whatever. Ramashaw, whatever it's called. Yeah. yeah. And then kind of decide if you want, if, if this is for you. And they yeah. come back. But I thought once you made that call, I think it's 21, it was like, by yeah, the you're, way. You're, you're done with the internet. Uh, no, I guess there's some, they're, they're a little more lenient sometimes. But anyways, you got your dog there. Our, our yeah. boss, Troy, texted to say his dog is Amish as well. Oh, see, that works out. The only downfall about it was I have no sense of direction. And there was no hardly, very little phone signal in this area. So she tried to tell me the way to get back to the highway, but shockingly, I forgot it. And so I got lost in this Amish community for like a good two hours, like driving around because I couldn't get a phone signal. I couldn't get my GPS to work. And I had no idea. I spent most of the time just trying to not run over horse turds in the road. Okay. So that was, that was kind of, but, but the, I got to hang out with the dogs longer. You know. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so you recommend Amish dogs? I, I would recommend, uh, I got them on puppyfinder.com. And these people did very good. They charged overcharged probably, but, you know. Okay. I mean, I had to buy like a cage or like 50 bucks. I'm like, really? I would like to know what the Amish thought of you. <laughs> well, right now they look at me and probably be like, brother. That you probably left and they were like, see? 
this is this is why we stay here. This is why we do. This is why we do what we do. I, I don't know. I like the Amish. I, I'm always been fascinated with the Amish, but that's just me. It, it, it is interesting for sure. Maybe it's because of the movies. Like I mentioned, Rich uh, for Richer or Poor, or whatever it's called, with Tim Allen. I always liked Witness with uh, Harrison Ford. Okay, Kingpin, good movie. Anyway, all right, let's so, let's <laughs> let's move on quickly. Another text line's like, get to the text. Not really. We have to talk <laughs> about the the post game press conference last night. Okay. So Kenny Payne. As he tends to do, I, I did like someone's idea today. Where they're like, "Can we get an interim just for post game press conferences?" <laughs> that would be good. He starts talking and he's like, "You know, I probably shouldn't say this." And Josh like comes out, he like calls, he starts tapping the right arm. David Padgett just comes sprinting into the press conference room. <laughs> All right, was he Padgett would be somebody on the staff? Or Who cares? I mean, anybody at this point, just don't let him say whatever he's about to say. Like, give him the hook. He's out. He's done. But last night, as his press conferences tend to do, goes well for a little bit. First of all, he comes on. Right after the the head padding from John Calipari, that was the most predictable thing of the night. Where he's like, "We lost the second half by one. Kenny's guys fought to the end." I was like, "Please don't, don't do this." One year from now, he will have Louisville back where it is. Which I'm pretty sure he said the same thing last year. Where he's That's like, "Yeah, we, he's going to be there." I did like at one point. I'll give Kenny Payne credit for not saying something at this point. He was asked about, you know, do you see the gap closing between Louisville and Kentucky? And he did kind of say, you know, I think it was close. At one point, he says, like, how much did we lose by last year? And then he realizes, like, no. Saying that we lost by 23 last year and we lost by 19 this year isn't going to win him any points. So he avoids that. But I, I, you can kind of see the wheel spinning in his mind where he's like, technically, it was better. The gap is closed. And I was like, don't do it, Kenny. It sounds like me just trying to, to sell him to you, like, last year during the preseason. Yeah, it, it, it does. We have improved each game. <laughs> Would you disagree? I'm like, well, yeah, but it's still <laughs> terrible. So... I think the first thing, and we talked about it briefly there before the break, is he comes out and he's asked the question about you know, how's this going to get better, the, the, the talent gap and all this stuff, and he comes out and he's like, ah, we we need to use the transfer portal because I, you can't have a true freshman. like They're not going to come in here. They're not going to beat out Tyler next year. They're not going to beat out Sky Clark, who's got three years of college experience. We need guys that have played college basketball for three or four years. And every Louisville fan is like, oh, my God, that's what we've been telling you since you got here. And you said explicitly six months ago, you don't want to use the portal. You want to build it the right the way. The right way yeah. with players and building them up. And, and now that your your ass is on the line, you're like, we, we're going to use the portal. And I'm, also, you have no recruits coming in, so you have to use the portal if you want to fill out a 13-player roster next year. But that that was just I, – I, I almost had a heart attack when I heard him say it. I'm like, you've got to be bleeping kidding me. Like we, This is exactly what we've been telling you. This is what we've been ranting about. This is what we've been raving about. Next thing, you're going to tell us, well, we should have had more guards a couple of years ago. We know. We know. We told you this. And then he gets asked the question about, you know, how close do you guys think you are in, in terms of if you're comparing yourself to Kentucky? And he get the, he, the reporter says that says you know let's use Kentucky as a benchmark. How clo-, and like when he says that, like you would have thought Kenny Payne was just told, let's use flying to Mars with just your arms as a goal. Like he was like, oh my Kentucky. And he's like, did you see all those All-Americans out there? You like the way he smiles when he says Kentucky. He's like, I hate the way he smiles when he says Kentucky. <laughs> I think like, at, at times, I know he played here, I know he's the head coach here, I, I think he still feels like he's a he's a UK person. He's a yeah. wildcat. Like That's the way that he reacts. He's got such reverence for that program. And we're little old Louisville. Do you see us out there? You know, we just, you know, we've, we've never won a game in the NCAA tournament. How could we? He treats us like we're Moorhead State. 
And you know, then he talks about you know, when we go in the transfer portal, I've got to keep quiet because That's if people find out who I'm recruiting, these big schools are going to come and they're going to get them. We are the big school. <laughs> you know, it's bad. When, have you got to the point where you're yelling at the radio listening? I mean, yes. That's what I was – because I, I, went, I went out to go get some eating stuff after the game, and I was just like – and I wanted to listen to the post game on the radio. And so I, I made an excuse to drive around. So me and Kalisha are driving around. And he said that, and I just – my dog's in the backseat hiding, so I'm just screaming at the radio. What are you talking about? And also, you, you're talking about – like, I, I get it. Like, Louisville – from a recruiting standpoint, even when Rick Pitino was here, even when Denny Crum was here, we've never recruited consistently at the level of a Kentucky or a North Carolina or a Kansas or a whatever. But that was your whole deal, right? You yeah. bring Kenny Payne in here, he's never been a head coach before, but we know he's going to get players. He landed everybody at UK. He landed everybody at Oregon. He knows everybody in college basketball circles. People love this guy. Kids are falling over themselves to play for him. And now he's like, if I want to get a transfer and Kansas finds out, what do you expect me to do? Get him. Land him. That's your whole thing. If you can't get players over the the other best programs in college basketball, the other best programs, not the big guys out there, what would you say you do here? What What do you bring to the table? That's supposed to be your whole thing. We've got nobody lined up at the class of 2024. We've not done much in the transfer portal since you've got here. You said that's by design, and now you're like, if Kentucky finds out that we want a kid and they're going to go after him, what? You, backing off him. There's no way we can compete with that. It's just maddening to hear him talk about this program like it's, you know, Nebraska. I, at least I don't think Nebraska even hides in the shadows to recruit. I mean. I feel like he's recruiting a big. He's like, what's the uh, Willie the 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 old guy in Willy Wonka, Squidsworth or whatever, who like hides and like talks to the kid after they reveal they won the ticket. Like that's Kenny Payne going, hey. Did you just confuse <laughs> Willy Wonka with SpongeBob Square? Is that what it was? What's the what's the what's the, what's the evil guy, the assistant in Willy Wonka? I think it was like it was like a Squidsworth. Isn't it something Maybe like it that? Is. I don't know. Oh, okay. Anyway, he's, but that's what Kenny Payne is describing how he has to recruit. Like here's you know. Charlie with the golden ticket to Kansas, and here's Kenny Payne in the shadows going, "Hey, psst, psst, hey, you know you don't have to go there. You you can come here instead." Like that's that's, that's sad. Yeah, like you said, it's awesome. I don't even think Moorhead does that. Murray doesn't do that. They don't they don't have to hide and like like it's like it's a shame to come here. What well, kind of is not this point, but it's nonetheless. <laughs> also, am I the only one that realizes three of our five starters were through the transfer portal? Yeah. <laughs> Thank God for the balloon glow. <laughs> and the big man whisperer, hey, Hunley Hatfield's playing better, but at this point, at the rate it's taking, I mean, maybe stop being a big man whisperer and get him a megaphone. Just talk normally to him. Slugworth was his name. Thank you. I was cl- You're close. You're always close. <laughs> Squidward is from SpongeBob. Oh, is it? Okay. He's the bad guy, whatever. He's the. Well, he's bad. Slugworth's the bad guy in Willy Wonka, too. <sighs> sort of. How many points would we have won by if we'd had Dennis last night, though? Or uh, JJ would have been nice to have. Just I, Dennis, we went by seven. Yeah, I think if, if we had JJ, I think we we hold on to that that ten minute mark. I think it goes almost thirteen minutes. 
would have been a much more enjoyable experience. Like a teenager, like, I can, I can go home with the whole song. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, the, 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 do you have any more thoughts on the post-game presser? Because it was just like, we knew it was going to be something, and sure enough, it was it was a few things. Anyway. Uh, sure, um, uh, did, it was, sadly, it was despite what you just said. In, in some ways, it was one of his better press conferences, though, because he did take a lot of blame for himself instead of just throwing it on the kids like he usually does. Uh, again, but everything he was saying to me, the transfer portal line, um, the you know the gap is closing, which I mean at this point I'm assuming will be Kentucky in 2039. Yeah, right. That's the gap. <laughs> I mean, we're doing four points a year here at this point. Um, it it's and yeah, said so like we're gonna break it, his press conference. Like he, I feel like he was just reading the I'm gonna say everything that I want the fans to, the, the fans want to hear right now. And first of all, which I'm not saying there's a problem with that. Could have been doing it maybe, I don't know, this time last year, possibly. But it just seemed like a last-ditch effort by Kenny Payne, who knew maybe he may or may not have a job in 12 hours. I think by last night, he knew he was going to stick around. You think so? I think they've been talking all week. I think that there had been— You're probably right. I mean, Yeah, I, I think that whatever plan had been in place fell apart before last night. I think by by the time mid-afternoon came yesterday, like he knew. But he knew. He knew. I think he he had to know that the possibility was, was there, right? I mean— and, I don't think as, I think as of last night he knew he was good, he was okay. I think this week he's he's known the possibility was out there, but I think he got the re, I think there was reassurance given yesterday. But everything he said that he's going to change, I don't believe one word of it. Well, why? I mean, why, why would we at this point? I mean, it's what have we seen that leads us to believe? Give me something to point to and be like, oh yeah, now I'm buying. I've it. seen that Valley Bertinelli lifetime movie, and th- th- he never changes. My last thought on the actual game itself is that I think we deserve to lose just based on Danny Manning's jacket alone. I don't know what he was doing. I don't know what that was. I like Kenny's jacket. Danny Man, I was like, what what are you wearing? Why? You're wearing that? It's like uh, in Super Bad where you know McLovin comes out in the vest. It's like, please. It's like just just take it off. You look like Aladdin. <laughs> I like Super Bad. I love Super Bad. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. We'll take uh, I think we have 356 texts, I think. We'll take some text from you guys now. I mean, I would love like one football question mixed in here just to, to to break it up. Maybe a Christmas question or two. I don't think we're going to get it, but here we go. Oh, hey, that Christmas movie, Surviving Christmas, underrated. Surviving Christmas. Never seen it. <laughs> it's with James Gandolfini in it. Texture says, um, I'm 48 and I was at that state with Billy Clyde like L is now. The only UK game I didn't watch in my lifetime was the Sosa game winner. You had way more hope then than we have now. Again, yeah, like, not even close. They went to the tournament and the NIT in those two years. Like we didn't, we won four games last year, and I don't think we're going to sniff either postseason tournament this year. So they won more games each individual season than Kenny's going to win probably his two seasons combined. Yeah, I mean, didn't what was it? They won twenty games. Didn't they win twenty both years, or was it eighteen or nineteen the second year? Maybe so that was 08 and 09, right? Oh eight, they went. I know they had to win twenty games this first year because they were like a nine seed. They won 18 games his oh. first year. They were an 11 seed. My bad. Okay. Um, they won 18 and 13. Won 18 games. I mean, yeah. I mean, we, we, we come on. <laughs> they won 22 his second year. Okay, so they did win. Tw- okay, I was. Okay, I thought they won 20 at least once. Yeah, they were 78 on Ken Palm the year they went to the tournament, and 48 the year that they went to the NIT. He's, he's, he's improving. He's getting better. I mean, the gap is improving. Yeah, I mean, the gap was closing. I mean, Kentucky fans, really seriously. I mean, talk about first. You know what we give to win 22 games. Texas says, look, hear me out. That's not a good start. Just air butt it with the interim. Get a different animal every game to put on the sideline, kind of like how some small towns will have a dog as mayor or something. There's nothing that says we can't do that. 
That's the Air Bud rule, baby. Just like imagine the fear in the eyes of the Virginia Tech Hokies when they come out and we have that polar bear from the zoo wearing the suit <laughs> on the sidelines. I say we win by at least 30. Two out of two, my second text, I'm dead inside. Let me have this. In all seriousness, though, the Yum Center crowd for the rest of the year is going to be an angry mob. This is going to get ugly. Well, I mean, I don't know how much of an angry mob you can get out of like 1,300 people, but okay. I, I do wonder like what's going to – because now, for the most part this season, it's been – like 4,500 people at home games who've been a little bit sleepy, but they've been there, so they've been supportive. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they're the fans that are the most angry just aren't going to games. And now that we know that he's going to be the coach, like, do we have, do we have more people showing up and some people voicing displeasure? Do we have even fewer people showing up, but the ones who are are, are vocally supportive? Like, I, I, my guess is that not much really changes. Like, that it's more still like 4,600, 47, you know, we'll have a decent crowd compared to what we've been having when you know we play like Duke and UNC and stuff. But for the most part, it's going to be sleepy crowds, mostly supportive. If it gets real bad, you'll hear some booing. I mean, you, I mean, you will have more fans that I think are angry that show up for like the, the bigger ACC games. Those, if, if you're getting like trounced by Carolina by, by 35, uh, which I, I think we actually play Carolina only on the road this year, but Duke, I mean, but you Duke do. comes here. If, you, if you're getting just destroyed by Duke, you may have some vocal displeasure being shown in those games you'll get some decent little crowds but because people are just coming to see duke and north carolina exactly them. but yeah but and i think those fans are the more the ones who are more likely to boo if you're losing by 30 than the ones who are showing up for every game just because they you know they support you know, whoever's the coach regardless of the situation like they're just you know they, they, they want to be cheerful were there boos last night I mean, who would know because it was just kentucky fans cheering i know that's why that's why i was kind of like I, 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 don't, I wouldn't say I expected to hear like booze in the background, but I did. I mean, all I got was you know blue, white, and go big blue and stuff like that. Yeah, I think most little fans just left uh, early in the second half. I know. Yeah, my, my source uh, on uh, it's a game said that UK UL was leaving with like eight nine minutes left in the game. I mean, I wouldn't want to be there for the just blue white cheers at the end. It was loud too. Yeah. Texture says this was supposed to be a day of celebration as we look past this terrible era of Louisville basketball. Josh Hurd had his chance to show that he has some stones and he wasn't going to be bullied by the people who forced him to hire Kenny Payne to begin with. Instead, I want KP and Hurd both gone now. I'm saying no to Louisville basketball now. I'm done being got to make him say no guy and back to being Trevor Stepdad. Oh, the got to make him say no guy is not doing got to make him say no anymore. Okay, first He's of, done. And do I have to point out the irony that you, you're mocking Josh for not having the stones to say no to the to the masses for hiring Kenny Payne, but you you call him a coward for saying no to the masses for not pulling the trigger right now. Hmm. It's a double edged sword. That's I think that's the pure definition of it. I mean, do you do you want him to, to be a yes man to the fans or not? I mean, which one is it? Yeah. I just saw trending on my Twitter now. It's Kenny Payne, marijuana, and U of L in that order. <laughs> well, if it was really in that order, it'd be marijuana one, but the cause, of the problems, and the solution to the problem. Why's marijuana trending? I think it's I mean, what, did somebody. Who knows? <laughs> Speaking of, we didn't talk about the cops that were here yesterday. We pulled in. I looked. At, I was like, they they got him. Second time I've gone to a show where we've had multiple <laughs> cops there. And I'm like, they they you, know he's here. And you got here late too, because when I, I did in, when I put in there was there was two kind of were by. Which, by the way, I do like how they moved the dumpster in this parking lot so we can get around the line of cars. It waiting. is nice. That was that, that was a definite. I don't know if they did it because of our complaining or not, but it was nice of them. Um, I'm assume no. <laughs> yeah, we got yesterday. There was uh, doing the cops doing the uh, park by, park next to each other. Talk set up, and 
But when I got here, there was four of them, and then two of them left. And then when you showed up a few minutes later, there was only the two here. I was like, it's a lot of here. I don't like it. Yeah, it was a, the block was hot. It was. <laughs> and I pulled today, and there's not two cars in the entire. It's just place. us here. I, I thought you were already here. It was Troy's car that was parked. Troy was here, yeah. I thought it was your new car. I couldn't tell. So I, mean, I pulled in. I was kind of just like swerving around the road. I was like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, I'm here tonight. I just Doing got, burnouts in the parking lot. Just got to, <laughs> donuts. The burnout was the one driving. Uh, but I can't confirm now. Uh, I will be doing the high school game tonight. Dennison, who's a little under the weather, says he's going to uh, to suck it up, and, and we're going to call the game. So we've got a little Southern Indiana basketball here on these airways tonight at 730. Man, everybody's sick, too. My whole house is getting sick. Yeah. Your house is sick all the time. I know. It's just, but like now like other like uh, other relatives are sick. The like kids are, yeah, it's just yeah. perfect time for it, though. Mom's good Not there's a lot to do. Oh, your mom's good? Yeah, yeah. She good. just had to go to the, hospital, the doctor to, to tell her what everyone else told her, you know. Okay. <laughs> Texas, this is 100% Josh Hurt's fault. He was fiscally irresponsible with KP's huge buyout, and that is tying his hands now. We have to suffer for two full years and maybe a third because he chose to toss away that money. It should have been obvious that after KP started 0-9 that he wasn't right for this job, but now we can't even fire him at 9-35 and because Josh chose to sweeten the deal, even knowing that we are still paying Chris Mack until 2025. I don't. I mean, if it was Josh, I've heard different stories if it was josh who put the buyout in then yes he deserves blame for that it was bad i i do know i mean ufl there was a a i'm not breaking news here there was a general sense amongst most of the powers that be at the university that tom jurich had too much power and they did not want to find themselves in a position again after jurich got fired where the ad seemed to have that much control and kind of didn't could go could work unchecked and so like I think we all grew up, or like I grew, I grew up. A lot of people kind of followed in in their adult years this era of Louisville sports, where it was just assumed like everything that's being done is being done by the athletic director and him alone, and he's just kind of signing off on it because that was the case at U of L for a long time. And now I think that Josh is not doesn't have as much power a, as Tom did, and I think maybe you're seeing it. Like I, I, I mean. Kind of said at the beginning of the show, I think if Josh had his way this week, this week would have gone very differently. At the end of the day, he's still the athletic director. The decisions, he's not out there like blaming anybody. He's going to, it falls on him when all said and done. But the buyout, to your point, is ridiculous that we gave a $10 million buyout to a guy that nobody else was trying to hire. There was no sense that he was going to, I mean, we were afraid that he was going to kill it for a year and go somewhere else. Go well, to Kentucky. I mean, well, he's, was, he's that sold us himself. He didn't want to really be here anyway. I mean, it, it, it doesn't make sense. I mean, I, the only thing that I can think of is there was rumors that Calipari was going to leave after a year and he may go to UK. And I was like, well, one, if he did that, that would be pretty crappy. Two, like UK could afford a, a ten million dollar buyout or an eight million dollar buyout. Three, UK would never go after Kenny Payne. Four, who cares? Let him have him. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, even even going into the not not knowing what he was going to be as a coach. I mean, come on. It, th- that buyout was ridiculous. I don't, I don't know. Some of the financial decisions that we've made for the last few years have just been atrocious. And to be fair, like I, I love Tom. The buyout that he gave Bobby Petrino when he brought him back was bad because nobody else was trying to hire him at that time. I don't know what we were doing. I don't know why we're giving these guys more money than, than we need to. Texas says, I'm done until he's gone. I'll check my phone for scores, and I'm hoping that we lose. And if he isn't gone at the end of the season, Josh can go too. We're a national embarrassment. I kind of agree with the last part. Like, I, I'm not holding Josh Hurd's feet to the fire right now because I'm choosing to think that you know things are going to be done in the, in the next three months. I want to see how this plays out. 
if this season keeps going this way and we wind up winning 10 or 11 games and he does get a third year, then I will start to be like, okay, this, no, 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 th- this no. just simply cannot happen. No, I will no. No, no, no. <laughs> no. No. I No. No. So you seeing Toby still working at the office. I mean, no. I mean, and, and do I have to plant salad in his drawer and say it's marijuana? I'll do it. I'll, I mean, <laughs> I'll eat one salad for the football coach and plant another one to get rid of the basketball coach. I mean, that's, I got to do what I got to do. No, I mean, he wins 11 games. You're even considering keeping him after winning 11 games? That just can't happen. No. Cannot, cannot happen. I'm sorry. I, I, I'd i be completely honest with you. Even if he won the national title, I'd be like, have to like force myself to be like, okay, maybe we can bring him back. Even then, I'm kind of like, you know, thanks for the title. Peace. Because, I mean, where are we going to go downhill from here anyway? If he wins the national title, I'm good with giving him another year. <laughs> I mean, I, I will accept it. But That's, that's the Mike Rutherford guarantee. The, uh, <laughs> the next one. If he wins the national title, I guarantee I'll be fine with giving him a third final year. Final four? Yes, he can stay for a nope. third year. You got to win a title for me. Your standards are slightly higher than mine. They always are. I mean, we <laughs> I mean this, this can't be a conversation. He wins this season 12 and whatever. You can't, no, I'm There's not even a cannot happen. No, it's not even a no, it's not even thought of. Texas says it is gross incompetence that Kenny Payne is still employed. We are losing fans at an unprecedented rate because he's still in charge of the program. Talk me off of the fire Josh Hurd ledge. I'm seeing a trend Josh, here on the text yeah. line so far. I'm gonna defend I'm gonna defend Josh in this again. I said it in the first hour. This like I have to imagine that none of this is news to Josh Hurd. Like, no. like he knows when he talks to Eric Crawford and when the story comes out today that he's gonna get killed over this. And he has been. And it's gonna it, like it'll die down. The thing is, like, though, it's gonna be an all we talk about how we're going to have to deal with the same stuff over and over for the next three months. After every embarrassing conference loss, I mean, Josh Hurd should just turn the mentions off on Twitter because everybody's going to be like, you happy about this <laughs> at Josh Hurd? Feel good about this? We're a laughing stock. And, like, I, I get the frustration. I get the pain. Like, I, I would have been in favor of making the move. I've said that time and time again just because it's, it's at least a sign to the fan base that, like, we know who we are. We haven't forgotten – I, I just I'm not gonna go on the same rant that I went on at the beginning of the show, but like I, I'm so I hate how much I've grown accustomed to bad basketball. I, I, you know, we lose by 19 last night, and I'm like, yeah, it's, it, was, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Any other time in my yeah. life that we've lost by 19 to Kentucky, like I'm on like, like death watch. Like I, I, you know, I'm like I'm not talking to people for two days. I, I can't believe we played that poorly. I'm furious. I'm throwing things. <laughs> And last night, I'm like, yeah, it was, I, I said we'd lose by 19. We lost by 19. I did a uh, – I do remember this now. It's my bad. I remember I was talking to TJ last night, and he was doing those, like, the Twitter live stream things, and I went on with him and some other people as well. And I, he, he, Him and, and some of the other – and I'm like the lone like Louisville guy in this whole group, which is – you know, and, and he's, he's talking about how you know UK, just how embarrassing it was for Louisville, and they dominated. And I came on, and I was like, this is the same thing you just said. I was like, I wouldn't think it was that bad. I thought we played better than I thought we would. I'm over here like, and that's the that's where I'm at. Like I should never be there. Yeah, but that's where Kenny Payne has me being like, thankful for you throwing me breadcrumbs when I should be eating a whole pizza with with the works. And and you're and I'm just over here now like, thank you, sir. May I have another? Just like, thankful just that you're just to be even be getting the crumbs. I'm like, you know what? 
I, I'm not going to eat or drink. If you want to put an IV in me, that's fine. Whatever. I'm just going to sit here. Like I, Nothing just moves me anymore. I am going to watch the games, though. I'm, I'm, I always I, do. I, I, as well. I mean, I'm, I may kind of brain fart through some of them a little bit and zone in and out maybe in cases and, and, and spots. The team does it. Why shouldn't I? But I'm yeah, Josh. I mean, come on, people. You can't, you can't just be making such knee jerk reactions. That's just not. That's that's not how you do things. I do understand though the the, the frustration. I get it too. Like I, I get it. Like it all comes back. We've had this conversation several times over the last year, where you know, whenever you have something in your life that you care deeply about, and it's clearly like broken, your natural inclination as a, as a person is just. You want to act. Yeah. Like, I've got to do something. How do I fix this? What's the first step? And I think that a lot of us just immediately defer to, default to, like, being angry and when we can't fix something. Because there's nothing that we can do individually to fix this program. If we had, I mean, the people out there that have been like, just the Louisville media, this is what you, you If we had half the power that some of these people <laughs> think we would, we do, like we'd be, we'd be making a lot more money right now. We'd have a lot more influence. The program would look a lot different if Trevor and I were calling the shots here. I'd have two sleeves on my sweatshirt that, that are they're complete and not chewed up. <laughs> There's nothing really that we as fans can do to immediately fix this situation. And we all, I think, know that. And when that's the case, like I think your 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 just your default reaction is just anger. And who can I direct that towards? And you yeah. people are angry at Kenny Payne. They're tweeting at Kenny Payne, and now people are tweeting at Josh Hart. And I get it. I understand it. I, I just think that you've got to give like, like, like Josh. I don't think is as directly responsible for the Louisville men's basketball program being in the state as it is, uh, the state that it is, as Kenny Payne is. And it's that's not his only job is to make Louisville basketball good. It's a big part of his job but you've got to at least give him this opportunity to see how this hire goes and if we're sitting here saying the same things two years from now then yeah like all of that will be justified calling for people's jobs will be justified but like he at least has to get the opportunity to get this right and look it's not like the entire if the entire athletic program was following the lead of the men's basketball program that's a different story entirely Football's great. Women's basketball is still rolling along. He kept Jeff Walls. He kept Dan McDonald. He kept Danny Busboom Kelly. You know, the soccer programs are fine. Again, we're not embarrassing ourselves in terms of scandals and, and all that stuff. Um, that has to count for something. But I, mean, I do get the frustration that people are, no, are expressing today. And if you can't, and, and you want to, that's Josh's, that's the heaviest head that wears the crown. I mean, that's what it comes with. It. Sure. When you want to be that position, and he's been training his whole life to be that job, you know. He's been training to do it, not just you know, giving it to him because his daddy was and with no experience at all. So, I mean, that's – I, I, I just think he has thick enough skin to know that – what worries me, though, is that he has shown us very early on – I'm not saying he listens to you and me, but I doubt he does. He, I hope he doesn't sometimes, but maybe today he should because I'm being nice to him. But he, he – the like when, when he hired Brom and he kind of acknowledged the whole bring Brom guy back on Twitter – Tells you he 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 listens to this this fan base and he's got his ear to the ground and I don't know sometimes in that position if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Let's take a break. When we come back, more for you guys on the Thornton's text line at 502-414-1450. So Mike Rutherford Show, final show before Christmas here. I'm glad we're going off on a high, positive, happy, merry note here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X.
Let your heart be light From now on Our troubles will be out of sight oh. Trev, do you have a favorite Christmas song? Have yourself Frosty. a merry Frosty Snowman? Over the hills of snow Mine's this one I like the the Nat King Cole version. This is Jared John Christmas Legend. Song. Yeah, yeah this, is a, this is a good one. Oh wait, I didn't. Need- <laughs> John's gotten very into. He is your son. John's gotten very into Frosty the Snowman. Yeah, this year, Frosty's great. He just walks around singing Frosty Snowman, <laughs> just like emphasizing the snowman, saying it very fast. It, I, I laugh every single time. I was trying to go more modern with Taylor Swift and John Legend here, and I like the John Legend Christmas album. I, and this might come as a shock to you, like. I think of John Legend. The only thing I think of is I didn't really know who he was until La La Land. I'm, that's not surprising. <laughs> that and he does the cool song on Django Unchained. Okay. That's the only two things I kind of know about him. <laughs> he's, he's, Isn't he married to somebody famous? Chrissy Teigen. Oh, yeah. She's the one that nobody likes on Twitter, I think. Is that what? He's pretty famous on Twitter. Okay. Well, depending on what part. She used to be. Yeah. she a model? She was, yeah. Okay. Name sounds familiar, yeah. Yeah. Uh, welcome back in. Friday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show, 1450-961, the Big X. Last show before uh, the Christmas holiday this weekend. We'll be off on Monday, the 26th, uh, the 25th, I should say, and then back the 26th, getting ready for the Holiday Bowl on the 27th. At least we've got football to talk about. That'll be a nice distraction yeah. for like a day, and then we'll get back to this nightmare. But uh, for now, nice to have the holidays. Nice to have uh, the Holiday Bowl on now, the horizon. You've got... Because you, you, you alternate between you and Mary's family for Christmas, right? No, we, we do that, we do that for Thanksgiving. Christmas, uh, we have it all worked out. We do the same thing every year. Okay, so <clears throat> are you doing those? So what's the, the Christmas plans for Rutherford household this weekend? We'll go over to my parents tomorrow and Sunday. We do the 23rd and the 24th there. The 23rd, we do stuff with like my brothers and uh, Oliver, he, my, my, my three nephews. Yeah. We, we do that. We always, have, we always grew up having – we do Chinese on the 23rd every single year. Was like one of our big Christmas traditions. Very Christmas story of you. Yeah, we we, we did before the Christmas story, like before I was like even born. My my dad and um, my two brothers and and my mom they would always go Christmas uh, Eve Eve, Chinese food. Yep. the thing. And then that's so trendy. Like when I used to go to see movies on Christmas Day, with my mom like we'd be the only ones there. Now the place is packed. I know it was it was the thing. Like, we would go growing up, and there was like very rarely any like, yeah. many people there, uh, but we always knew it was going to be open. We always went. Uh, we also just like Chinese food, so no, it worked out perfectly. And then the twenty fourth, we used to always do it at my grandma's, and now she's uh, she's older, and we we do it at my my parents' house too. So we'll go back over there uh, on Christmas Eve, and then we'll go to Springfield, my wife's town, on Christmas Day. So, okay. so you, well, you got three days of all over the place, yeah, nonstop action. Do yeah, you take that entire trip and subtract like ninety eight percent of it, and you got my weekend. Still could be a good weekend. Still could be a good weekend. The only thing is like. To me, it's like Christmas Day. It's like okay, I can't get DoorDash or Christmas Eve. Like after a certain time, like I'm I'm cut off on DoorDash. What am I going to eat? That does suck. It does suck. Now, when I used to live behind a Waffle House, it was okay because I could just walk over to Waffle House and get food. But you know, I used to do steak and shake a lot on Christmas too, as well. You just need to bulk buy like tomorrow night and just have yourself. Stuff well, that's why I'm taking home the ham from here. Thanks to Troy and, and there the you go. I would, even though last night there was a point like two in the morning, I was about to go to bed. And I'm looking in the fridge. I'm going. Damn, I kind of wish I'd brought that ham now. <laughs> Drive to the station, bring the ham back. Don't, 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 don't think that didn't pop in my mind. <laughs> uh, let's take a few more texts here. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Reminder, download that Thornton's Refreshing Rewards app. If you are traveling for the holidays, 
and you need to fuel up as you're leaving town. Stop into any one of the areas, 86,622 Thornton's locations. Use your refreshing rewards app to save yourself some money. And then text us. We won't answer then, but still, text us. We'll be back on the 26th to talk about it at 502-414-1450. So, Rooker, do you, so do you do the whole, you do Virginia and John Christmas, the whole family around the tree thing on Christmas morning, didn't go to her parents' house? Yes. Uh, will you be hosting Christmas anytime for your family? I'd like to, but I don't think that the uh, the grandparents aren't ready to, to give up their title just yet. So <laughs> You just think about it and just like want to watch Christmas vacation and start like preparing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean it's, 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 it's the the traveling is going back and forth to the houses and stuff. It's a lot right now, but it's it's okay. hosting's a lot too, though. It, it is for sure. Uh, let's see. Let's we got like seventy five texts. We do. Texas, tell me if I'm overreacting or, yes. or, or or this is a fair complaint. I think that Kenny holds responsibility for the lack of business people are getting down in downtown Louisville with the low attendance numbers. It sounds to me like KP doesn't care about anyone but himself. He says he cares about the players, but lets them get embarrassed on national TV and refuses to take responsibility. The downtown stuff, I mean, there have been multiple stories written about it. There's no question that the, there's a direct correlation between the lack of success with the men's basketball program and the lack of attendance, yeah. and the downtown businesses not doing the type of, of numbers that they were doing before COVID. There's no question about that. Like Louisville basketball hurting is bad for the entire city. It's especially bad for the downtown businesses. I mean, you still have concerts that, that do bring a little bit. And I know I've had some people say that the. I mean, they, they almost look – I mean, I, I'm not trying to be like mean or something, but they're looking forward to women's games now more than anything because that brings a better crowd and more money. Well, that's the thing. The last few years, there have been bigger concerts with more attendance and more people, and the overall numbers are still down because they've lost so much from the the, the, the lack of the Louisville bas- men's basketball, basketball buzz. Yeah. So, that I mean, that's just how bad it's gotten here. The, the, like nobody's good. And the people who are going to games – it's not an event like it used to be. You're not going down there seven o'clock tip off on a Saturday night. You're not going down there at noon and spending all day just like going from bar to bar, getting a bite to eat at one of the the places around the arena, and then going in and spending more money there. Like people are, they're in and out because they're not excited about what they're going to see, and it's just like they're not showing up at all. It sucks. They, yeah. they, they, I mean, we, I feel like we've said it sucks or it's sad like fifty times to end sentences today, and it's, <laughs> there's a reason. Because it sucks the, and it's sad. What the most popular phrase in a sentence on the show is this year? It might be it's sad. <laughs> or just Brom. Just Brom in general. Brom. Brom. Texas TK was spot on about pain making it to the end of the year. What was behind your logic, big guy? I just I, I just don't see the, the benefit. If, if the team is not going to completely give up on the court, and they showed that in the last two games since Arkansas State second half, then I don't see a benefit of, of, I mean, of doing it right now. Especially if you can at least save the money financially doing it in the year, I mean, yeah, I mean, promoting someone on the staff, I mean, you agree, is not gonna, no, not gonna turn this team around. I think Danny Manny can maybe get a few more wins out of this team than Kenny could, but it's not gonna change anything. Well, it's also not gonna create any additional buzz no. for fan base. People aren't gonna be like, ooh, Danny yeah, Manny, yeah, 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 just because he, he's gonna win fourteen games now instead of Kenny winning eight. I mean, it's it's not really. I also don't think Danny wants to be in room anymore. I think he's, he's kind of done with that. Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, but. So yeah, I, I just don't see. I just don't see any. It makes. I don't. I don't see the logic in it. I understand the satisfaction in it. Trust me, I get it. I mean, but kind of like you know, if you do something to, for for a quick satisfaction, you know, in your social life, and you wake up, you know, next morning, you feel kind of dirty. I mean, that's kind of what this might have been like. At least you feel something. <laughs> Texas as well. That's it for me. <laughs> I won't be supporting or watching Louisville basketball in any way until he's gone, and hell, he can take Herd with him. 
Feels like the Matt Bevan stuff is still in full effect behind the scenes. Feels like sabotage. I feel sorry for the kids, man. That's I, that that's yeah. Look, the players. You, you had Sky Clark and, and Brandon Huntley Hatfield out there last night saying, in no uncertain terms, like we are still very much firmly behind Kenny Payne. I, mean, I think Sky Clark said we're rocking with, we're still rocking with KP, and then Brandon Huntley Hatfield interjected and said forever. So like he's still, and, and that was that was the one thing that hurt. I think harped upon. In, in the story with that Eric Crawford wrote this morning is saying, if I was going to make a move right now, I mean, he, he acknowledges that things aren't good and that things have to get much, much better. But he says, if I was going to make a move right now, it would have to be because the players, you know, he's lost the locker room. They don't want to play for him. And he's like, that's talking to them. That's clearly not the case. That's the thing. If you, if you if he ignored that and pulled the trigger, you know, I'm not saying anyone's leaving the team because of it, but what if that, if that's the case and they do just give up, I mean, then, then we are left with three months of second half Arkansas State. Well, then maybe we and won't think be good at basketball. I mean, I, I say I'll say it again. Oh well, no, maybe we'll lose some games. There, there's, you know, there's a difference between second half Arkansas State and just playing poorly. Not really. I mean, who cares that? But the, well, the difference is negligible. We just ran down the January schedule talking about how we may not win a game in the month. Oh, we oh no, we might lose those games by thirty instead of twenty. God forbid. <laughs> well, when it comes to betting lines, maybe. I just don't care. I mean, if if guys, if we were going to bring in an interim staff, and guys wanted to leave, fine, cool, whatever. Like, it, like it's going to be bad regardless. I just don't. Yeah, it, that was not going to deter me. Plus, what what is made what, her our net ranking? What does this do? Maybe for if you're talking about who, who you're going to bring into the year, do you want to think that if they don't play, if they do poorly, they could have their be fired in, in in the middle early part of the season if they don't do well when they come in. No, I do think that's a valid point. I, I mean, do you I, think, I think that you're showing some loyalty to whoever you are going to replace them with. I, I think that there is something to that. Having said that, like I, I think that any coach that thinks that they're good enough to deserve the Louisville job yeah. will look at this and say, "I mean, that dude won nine games. <laughs> of course, he's not going to get supported by the program. Like, yeah, like, yeah. like, like, I'm not going to make that." A concern like that's not going to be an issue for me because I ain't going nine and thirty-five. Because we had the whole Chris Mack situation when our first when we first got together on this show, you know, and you were like Mack doesn't know why he has heat, and I'm like, how do you not know you don't have heat? Yeah, I mean, well, that was after you know he had three pretty good years. Yeah, I mean, it was well, but it, the point was, was this, we missed the NCAA tournament. Yeah, and it's you can't do that here. Which, by the way, now seems like <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we were the first team left out of the tournament. We're like, that's not good enough. Now we're we're two sixty-six on the net. We're like, you know. It's getting a little better. And, and and that example is a proof that the grass isn't always greener, and that can be said for now if you fire Kenny Payne right away. The difference there, though, is Mac just didn't want to be here. He did. Like, like he, the he players was, didn't want him here either. He was ready to be done. I, I think it all would have been totally different if we hadn't had, – we don't need to go down that road again, but it would have been totally different if we hadn't missed the tournament or had COVID and he had to fire his assistants. And yeah. then like I think the lack of support that he felt from the administration just kind of – it tanked the whole thing. Not saying it ever could have been great or as good as we wanted it to be, but it definitely would have been better than what we saw that last season of just total dysfunction. Texas, look at the January schedule. Five of our nine games are against ranked teams. We're going to struggle to go two and seven. I question if this team can win 10 games total this year. The only gap that KP is closing is the one between idiocy and incompetence. I don't know if we're getting to 10 wins. Just, no, we're not winning 10 games. 10 wins means we have to we have to win go 5 and 15 in conference. I'm still staying. My preseason prediction was eight wins, and I'm staying with it. Yeah, you may be. I mean, I don't. I, I mean, we may not get another three. I don't know where we're going to get these three wins from. 
Notre Dame sucks. I think Notre Dame does suck. Notre Dame sucks. And did you see Micah Shrewsbury's like post game rant? Didn't he just like we don't care about this team? Or he something? was like no, he was just like went off like this is ridiculous. Like these guys don't. Like, he just went nuts. Like what you would expect a coach when you lose a bye game to the Citadel to do <laughs> instead of being like you know we're we're you just gotta we gotta fight gotta fight harder fighting fighting's good <laughs> gotta learn how to fight. They're showing some fight. We I mean, we are fight. the fighting Irish, for God's sakes. He started talking about spirit again last night, and I was like, oh, God. Who? Uh, Kenny. Kenny. I, I missed that part. I didn't, I didn't hear him say the spirit He word. went to a whole thing about how you have to have spirit with this and uh, spirit with that. No. And I was like, "It's." I get it. Tis the season, but let's just. No, 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 no season. Let's not, bring, nothing. We, let's not bring the spirit talk back. Tis the, tis the, just turn his mic off. <laughs> Texas, my wife sent me this post last night, and I texted back, is this about Kenny Payne? <laughs> It was a post saying, December 21st, winter solstice, darkest day of the year. Every day of the fall has been getting darker towards today. But tomorrow, it starts getting lighter in tiny, tiny increments. But light is coming. It doesn't get any darker than today. Light is coming. That was last night was the winter solstice. Say, was that because of the game, or was there some reason she sent that to you, Dexter? Well, and, and, like, and then we just don't fire him, and it's like, well, <laughs> is it really? Because it doesn't feel like it. Texas reporter... Hey, Kenny, how far away are you from having a roster like the team you played against tonight? KP practically faints. Do you see how many All-Americans they have tonight? Oh, God. I believe we're heading in the right direction. I mean, he was like, he basically was like, we're never going to be them. It's like, what are we doing? We won the national title 10 years ago. More recent than they did. He's like, I'm going to punch you in the face if you ever compare our program to theirs again. That's ridiculous. Have you seen all the All-Americans they have on the roster that we couldn't get? Because we've recruited th- at least, what, three of them or two of them? You Except probably think I should be married to a supermodel. Like, What are you doing, Kenny? He's acting like it's the most outrageous thing in the entire world. Texture says, uh, isn't it more likely that Hurd knew that none of the assistants would take the interim job, nor would they do any better of a job? I, again, like I don't, I think he was going to bring in an outside interim. I, I don't think that the... That's 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 a, that's that's a hard thing to do too. I mean, what if, maybe that was it? Maybe could could he not find anybody to take the interim job? That's not it from the outside. Well, I mean, he could. I think it's just the plug got pulled by somebody above him. He, I I do believe. I don't I don't know this. I haven't talked to anybody about this, but I've heard enough people say the same thing that I I, I think it's probably true. I, I do think that Danny Manning said I don't I'm not interested in being promoted if you're going to go down that road. Um, and then, like, you're not going to promote Nolan. You're not going to promote Josh Jackson. I did this last year or two years ago at Maryland already. I don't think yeah, I mean, he, maybe he's like, I'm, I'm just here for the check for the next then three that, months. Just don't make me do anything I don't want to do, yeah. please. My, my, my Players Association check is not, my, is, not, is not as much as it used to be. I got you, Karan Davis. What more do you want from me? <laughs> Wear this jacket tonight that looks the most hideous. The Danny Manning legacy at Louisville is the jacket and Karan Davis. It's sleeping on the bench. Uh, <laughs> Texas, let's face it. The problem uh, is Kenny's putting out himself over the program. If Kenny would cut a deal, Josh could get bored to buy in like he did with Mac. I, I think that's true. Uh, yeah, there's probably a, yeah. I think I think the the saving of two million or so is had to be a part of the factor. The difference is it though, like, be, again, Mac, Mac wanted to leave. Mac was was ready to yeah. to, to get out. Kenny doesn't want to leave. Kenny, Kenny wants to see this thing through. So, like, it's hard to blame him and be like, "Hey, man, take more money because take less money because we think you suck and we want you out now." When he's like, "No," he's like, "I, I don't want to be gone. So if you're gonna fire me, I, I want all my money." Like, is it putting himself first? Yeah, absolutely. But 
I mean, I think most people in his position would probably do the same thing. Now, we aren't, I mean, some of you listening maybe, Trevor and I certainly are not, like multi-millionaires. So it's not like a couple million dollars is going to hurt Kenny Payne long term. But, you know, if he, if he wants to keep this job, then he's probably not going to come to the, the bargaining table. I like to point out this person has texted three times only in the history of the show. The first one was Say Poop. My one. very first show. <laughs> was that the first show? Yeah. And then in October, he says, uh, I know Trevor's preposterous that, that Trevor has asked to be a co-host, but part of me doesn't hate him. <laughs> it's a big vote of confidence for you. I know. And then, then he's just like, you know, like, can, he, can he pay? Peace. Texas says you're great on Josh Hurd changed in the past month. I mean, we're getting a lot of Josh Hurd questions. I, and, I, and again, I get it. No, but I, I do think that if this, if the hire goes bad, if we if we can't get somebody that's good, like, like there, there's the potential for this to look even worse in in hindsight. This is the hire to get a grade for me, like because Brom was, like, Brom. I mean, it was it was obvious. I mean, it was you didn't have any other choice. I mean, you had to make the Brom hire. Uh, I mean, you should have made the Brom hire. It was a good hire, but that's the only other hire he's really done, right? I mean, no, he, I guess the soccer coach that he bringing, I think. Was that him or was that John Michael Hayden? Yeah, I, I think that was Vince. I think I can't remember. That was borderline on the same era of time. I can't remember. Yeah, John Michael Hayden's been here for a while now. Okay, so yeah, so this is um, this is like his and in the, in the pain. You know, listen, he, he said he's interim. He had the, all the all the Jerry Eve stuff, all that. You know, blah blah blah. No, have a drink yet? It just don't spike that eggnog. It just that was you had to make the hire. So this is the hire right here. This is the one where we're gonna be like, okay, let's see what. Let, Let's see what we're made up here. Let's see what you can do because you should be able to still pull a name. I mean, I'm gonna pull every name. But you should be able to still pull a name, but you got to pull a name that I want you to hire a coach. Whether it's I don't I don't want just because he may be flavor of the month in in March, like you know nothing against Tang, but he could have been or Mosier or whatever. I want you to hire a guy because you feel like he is the right guy for this job. Whether he went one and done in March or he went to the lead eight out of nowhere, and that's because this is your hang. This is your job, Josh. This this hire right here coming up. This is you. The weird thing about this, though, whether it's Josh not making the decision or it's you know somebody or somebody's above him, is there's never a time where like you're not going to get big pushback. I've heard some people like be like, well, you know, I think Josh just wants to to Kenny to prove beyond the shadow of a doubt that he's not the guy to all the people that are still supporting him, and he wants him to you know get the buy. And I'm like, I think that number. I know there's a vocal minority out there that. Is still like kind of bashing anybody who says anything bad, but for the most part, I would venture to guess that ninety like five percent of Louisville fans, at least ninety percent of Louisville fans, would not just be okay with firing Kenny Payne right now, but would be supportive. Oh, and yeah. like there's never like that time may not come around. Like that number may be less in a few months if you've already decided that this is going to be the plan, which kind of sounds like it is. So like I, I mean, it just makes sense, I guess, to give the people what they want, unless you have a really firm grasp of what your plan and, and what the road the three months ahead looks like. And I, I hope that that's the case because I like, we all just want the same thing, which is this basketball program to be better. I mean, if he pulled the trigger, I'd have been okay with it. I'm just, I just understand why he didn't. Yeah. Let's take a break. When we come back, we did, made no roads on the text line there. We tried, but we got to like 320 on the text line. Uh, we will do the best we can to get through the, the ton of text that we have in the 5 o'clock hour. We'll talk a little bit about the night ahead in sports. we got a bowl game back. That's going to be fun. Keep it locked right here. Mike Rutherford Show continues next here on 1450 
Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer, reindeer had a very shiny nose. And if you ever saw it, saw it. you would even say it glowed. Like a light bulb. All of the other reindeer, reindeer used to laugh and call him names. Like Jumbo. They never let poor Rudolph Dumbo. join in any reindeer both, uh, game. Do we differ on the uh, Yoda in history? It's Abraham. Lincoln. You said like Lincoln? Yeah. yeah. Some people would say like George Washington. But a game, games is Monopoly. With your nose so play reindeer games like Won't Monopoly. Yes. Yes. Now he just thinks this is this uh, Gene Autry? Yeah, it is. As they shot it out with Five o'clock hour yeah, of the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Uh, we talked a lot about last night's game, of course, the reaction immediately after, and then what happened off the court today, which is the vote of confidence, kind of, from uh, from Josh Hurd for when it comes to Kenny Payne. One thing I haven't said, so last night's game, I'm watching at home, watched it upstairs with, with the family, and poor Virginia, oh. my daughter has been, she's been dealing with like some, some pretty bad constipation the last few days. So while UK is going on its big run in the first half, like, like you know, they're breaking away, they're Dillingham's dunking, they're up by double digits now. Virginia and Mary are in the bathroom, and Virginia's like trying to co- coach her. Like it's like she's giving birth in there, and she's like, "I can't do it! I can't do it! No, it hurts!" And I'm like sitting there watching UK dunk all over us, and I'm just like, "The U of L UK games used to be different for a variety of reasons. This is this is supposed to be very was there, different." Was there a point in there? You're like, like Mary, you want to switch? No, I, 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 yeah, no. It's just like I feel your pain, girl. Like, like we're we're all in this together. Every everyone's hurting right now. This is terrible. But it was just like I'm just sitting there, and like she comes like waddling out, like with her pants around her ankles, like I can't do it. I'm like, yeah, I feel the same way. Like this is it, this is this is hard on all of us right now. Been there, I get it. It's terrible. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton text line. You have a bunch of texts. We're gonna spend most of the five o'clock hour. That was a perfect analogy of the Kenny Payne era. It really was. Getting to those texts. If you want to hear me, uh, kind of, I I didn't rant. Don't let anybody tell you that I ranted. If you want to hear my thoughts on. The decision not to fire Payne and what happened last night and Trevor and I reacting to the post-game press conference and all that good stuff. Uh, the first hour, I'm sure, will be on podcast. The first, uh, the second hour, we talked a lot in the beginning about the post-game press conference then got to some text. So wherever you find podcasts, just search Big X Sports Radio. You'll find every episode of the Mike Rutherford Show. Very easy to do. Always up pretty quickly after the show's over. But this hour... Like if yesterday you had trouble finding us on the other station, we had the podcast up right after the show. We did, which was nice, because there were some people who were like, what happened? Why'd you get kicked off? Um, what, you, you kicked off the air at 345. What's wrong with these people? Can, can he paint gone, but you got gone? What's, yeah. what's up with that? It's reversed. Uh, and we're like, no, we were, just on, we were just on 970. Yeah. Home for Cardinal Athletics. Bringing some balance to otherwise very other... I did. We <laughs> got a few comments about that as well. That's the station. We used like, to come in the other studio, and you'd be like, can you turn that on? <laughs> yeah, one, I just don't need to hear like the noise of anything. Then two, I'm like walking in there. They're like, we need to kill Biden. I'm like, okay. It's, yeah, it's very, 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 very uh, right-wing uh, extremist. Yeah. Um, anyway, it beats his own. Some people like that. Sure. But it was just, yeah. It's, it's okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't even know. I'm just looking at these, some of these tags. I mean, we're at 321. I know. I know. We got we got to keep going. Yeah, let's, let's read. Let's go on my micro machine, man. Let's read. Texter says, I knew by the Maui trip last year that this wasn't going to work. Glaring issues all over the place. This is such a waste of time. That's what I keep getting. It's an embarrassing waste of time. <laughs> Maui trip taught us anything. That was... The Maui trip was terrible. That, that was losing to the sisterhood in, 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 in the scenario right there. I should remember, like, 
because Mark Titus went, this is when he was doing the Titus and Tate show, and they were like, dude, all the Maui officials are so pissed that you all are so bad. <laughs> they're like, they're so mad about this. I was like, they're like, they're, they're embarrassed to have you in this tournament. I was like, I, we are embarrassed to be there as well. Like, I, you, think, you think we like watching these games? I think scored 30 that, points against Texas Tech. That might be the, that might still be the biggest, like, it's amazing to say, but that might be the worst game I think Kenny Payne ever, though. Is, is that Texas Tech? Game it was too? brutal. Like, we couldn't do anything on offense. It was just embarrassing. I mean, there's embarrassing moments, but that one was just. Yeah, what did we score? 30 points? Like, it's not even a good Texas Tech team. Yeah. Ugh. Bad. Bad, bad, bad. Bad, bad, bad. Texas, this is the Fall City Fixer. Hey, buddy. What's up, FCF? Bear with me through a bit of a long text. Here we go. Point one. People need to stop saying that Kenny Payne is a nice guy. Nice guys don't continually throw players under the bus and refuse to take much, if any, responsibility. Point. Nice guys don't talk bleep about players from being uh, being from bad families. Point. Nice guys don't embarrass a player like Payne did with Karan Davis. Nice guys don't repeatedly insult the intelligence of the fan base. Point two, whatever <laughs> negative consequence may result from firing Payne immediately pales in comparison to the damage that he does and the embarrassment that he brings to all of us on a seemingly daily basis. If this is not clear to her, then he needs to go to... Payne wants fans to accept that we're a second-tier program who just can't compete with Kentucky that is other bleeping bull bleep and is reason enough to kick his ass out right bleeping now. Besides that, how do you feel, Fall City Fixer? <laughs> I, I choose to That's believe... That's one be- hell of a long point one. <laughs> I, I choose to believe because I want to believe. And also because I, I, I know people at UofL who all speak glowingly about Kenny Payne's character. I know people who have interacted mm-hmm. with him that all say he is, he is a really nice guy. I choose to believe that the things... Like the handling of the Karan Davis situation, the lack of taking responsibility in post game press conference, some of the things that he says are, are just missteps because he kind of gets lost in thought and just like says things that he shouldn't say. Because the alternative is exactly what the texter says, which is that he's just he's not as nice as we think he is. Because there have been some things, the not taking responsibility consistently, it, it drives me crazy. It goes back to, again, I feel like I'm repeating myself a lot and I'm going to continue to do it for the next three months, but one of the most used coaching adages is, you know, players get the credit for, for, for wins, coaches take the blame for losses. Which you're always, suppo- yeah, exactly. You're supposed to be selfless. You, you hype your players up in the good, you take full responsibility for the bad. And we just haven't seen that from him. I mean, you know, last night he goes so far, he, he said, it's not all on the players. And I'm like, well, is, you're implying that it's mostly on the players? Like, just, just at one point be like, this is, I've got to be better. Like, we've got to do certain things. Like, you know, lay it out there. And yeah, the, the family's quote last year, I think, was a it was a misstep for sure. You should not say that. It was, you know, implying that the players you have currently are from bad families, and we're going to get players from better, better families. Which is basically forward. you saying also for someone who claims they don't want to do everything for the kids, right? You thought they were from bad families, so you didn't even try to help them. Yeah, it's, I mean, and I think you see a little bit of that with the Quran situation, which bothers me a lot, a little bit. It bothers me too. I, I think it shows somewhat, maybe some, I don't know, you know, maybe Kenny Payne might have a show on another channel one day. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Texas, I trust Josh Hurd and believe that he knows uh, what he's doing until he shows me otherwise. Josh is not that dumb to give him a third year. If KP is back next year, it's because the boosters or alums are blackmailing him. I, I don't. I think <laughs> even then, blackmail. Yeah, I, I think even then, you, you can't give him yeah, a third year. No, I don't no. care how much his money's behind him. And you know, people are like, oh, you, I've seen people who are like, if you fire him now and lose the support of the, the former players and the big boosters, this is going to become a complete disaster. It's already a complete disaster. <laughs> yeah, It cannot, like, you know, you, you can't get worse at a program like Louisville than winning single-digit games potentially in back-to-back years. Like, 
At least you give them the whole year. Now you, you're giving, you're taking, you're trying your best to take away any excuse those people do have at the end of the season. Some may say, "Well, you won nine games in a rebuilding year. That's a good move. That's a, that's a single voice in, a, in the crowd." It's also it's it's a rebuild because he was so terrible at his job for yeah, a year. He didn't even care about last year because they were getting come from good families. Texas Jeff Goodman keeps saying that Scott Drew would definitely listen. I, I mean, I not well, to, I mean Goodman would know, but I'm like. I'll add, to, I've said it before on the show, I think he would absolutely listen. That's from what I've heard. I think he did listen two years ago, and it was just we were in a bad situation. We didn't have the money that we'll hopefully have when we do make the hire, and we had the NCA stuff, and people didn't know where the program was going to go. I, I mean, I, I say, again, I'm repeating myself again, I think there's a lot of buzz out there that Drew is kind of next up for Kentucky whenever Cal calls uh, calls it a career there, but I, I think he would listen at a place like Louisville. He's kind of maxed out at Baylor a little bit. I thought Billy Donovan was going to UK. Maybe. I don't think Bill, I don't know if Billy Donovan wants to coach college basketball, but he may not have a choice. I hear Phil Jackson's looking at horse farms. Texas last uh, last season, the players literally didn't improve from the first game of the season to the last game. How did Josh Hurd think that bringing him back for a second season was the right move? It made zero sense. Also says Josh did hire Joe Franklin to be the cross country and track head coach. Franklin had won ma- multiple national championships at New Mexico. It was a great hire. I okay. do remember that. Okay, good. it's good. Because I remember like track people who I don't I know nothing about track. I'll be quite frank, but I did see like the track accounts that were out there. Were like, damn, like Louisville, huge splash. That's a big time deal. So yeah, and if you, for, if you for, won national titles, you're typically a pretty good coach. Glacier level speed, and you can also say maybe do more with being be, getting healthier as the season went along, or in the other case, the example of the second player I mentioned, getting more actual time and not being treated like a second rate citizen in the doghouse. Mike James and JJ Trainer improved last year. They did. Again, James, you could say, was just more getting healthy and trainer again, actually getting an opportunity. Can I tell you what what, what is going to happen? I, I'm I'm going I'm to predict the future right here. What's that? We're going to win like three or four games in the ACC. We're going we're to finish probably last, maybe second to last uh, above Notre Dame. Maybe we're going to win multiple games in the conference tournament. Like he's going to prolong this thing. Kenny Payne is just he's just not going to go willingly. Well, he's going to still yeah, I was gonna say cuz he I don't think it's going to prolong it as if like make you get No, but like here. you know, we're all going to be ready that first yeah. game. Like here it is. It's celebration day. We're going to like beat Boston College <laughs> by 3. We're going to shock somebody on day 2 and we're all going to be like it's, it's you got to stab it in the brain. Like it, it's it's a zombie. Like you he just he won't go away. You can't stop this. And then it, we'll we'll, find, we'll play like a really close game in the quarterfinals or something and lose. And then you'll still have people who'll be like, see, we're making, we're making progress. We're getting better. <laughs> Texas says, uh, the, keep in mind, I also picked us to win a game in the conference tournament last year. I was like, we're beating BC. And then we lost by 22. Yeah. These few months would have been a lot easier to bear with Kenny gone. But on the bright side, Max's first two years gave me hope that we literally just got a, if we just got a competent guy in here, this thing can be back quite quick. Oh, yeah. A competent coach, like you said, would probably win 18 to 20 games of this roster. I mean, that's the thing is everybody's like, it was, you, you couldn't win here. It was impossible to win here with the the NCA sanctions that didn't get taken away until November of 2022, and you just you know, the, the lack of money, the lack of support, and like we know it's possible here because it was just happening right before Kenny got get, got hired. Mm-hmm. Like it, it it wasn't at the level that we wanted it to be, but my God, like three years ago we were number one in the country. Like we were we were like fine. Like we thought we'd made the right hire. We thought we were everything was going swimmingly. We were going to be a three seed in 2020. And even in that, you know, the third year for Chris Mack, we were rolling for a little bit until COVID shook it up twice. If he had just they brought known, that up in the broadcast too. If he had just known how to handle COVID a little bit better, like we make the NCAA tournament, we don't have to make any staff changes, and who knows where the program goes. But we know that it's doable, even given the current climate of things. Like we just, if you make the right hire, we can be back relatively quickly. 
How much do you listen to the announcers when you're watching a game? I know last night may have been more difficult getting hearing over Virginia's grunts, but like, do you, do you, how much do you often usually listen, to, particularly last night? I say I'm in and out. It's kind of the same way. Because there's one point, I can't remember, uh, who was it that was calling the game? West but, Durham. Yeah. I, I guess it was an assistant at UK at one point or something. No, you think that Jimmy Dykes was doing the, the color. And Jimmy, I mean, yeah. You know Jimmy Dykes is, is oh, all about yeah, Louisville. I mean, Kentucky. Yeah, I know. He loves, yes, I, I'm fully aware of the big blue jet. Uh, and yeah, that's right, because that's who it was. And he talked, and he brought up the Rex Chapman recruitment, and I'm like, "Don't, don't bring it up." Like, really, during this game, you're going to bring up what? What? I was like, "Bring it up, please." What pissed me I off. Talk about it. Of all things that made me mad about like Kenny Payne, like that, hearing that story, something that took place 30 years ago, probably is in my top <laughs> just three. Made you very upset. Yes, and it should. Yeah, it's not a cool story. Because when he brought that up, when he started bringing up Kenny Payne, uh, Rex Chapman recruiting, and like how everybody wanted him, and all these letters to come, and I'm like. Don't, don't, don't do it. <laughs> Texas is something that I also wanted to say earlier today when we were kind of getting into this. He says, the portal opens the day after the regular season ends. We cannot afford to wait until April 1st for the buyout to drop to let Kenny Payne go and miss out on two to three weeks of the portal. I, I totally agree with this. Yes. Because, you know, we're, we're all talking about the buyout dropping. I, and, unless I'm wrong, and if I am wrong, somebody correct me. My understanding is it doesn't drop until April 1st. It drops well, $2 million like every single year on April 1st. And, like, we can't, you know, we end this eight win season or whatever it's going to be on like March 14th and then hang around for two and a half weeks to make our decision. Like we need to get whoever the next coach is locked down and then let him start working quickly. If we're going to be at all competitive in 2024, 25, because the Texas, right? Like it's not even like the day after the regular season ends. Like you're going to have teams that don't make the tournament. Some of these mid major teams are going to have really good players that get knocked out of their their league tournament in early March, uh, you know, late February, some of them. And we need to be on these. We need to be on it. We need to have a have a plan in place if we're going to be competitive a year from now. I'm assuming he's hoping that another three months of of hearing all the the stuff that Kenny has to listen to after winning only eight games that he'll be willing to maybe push that buyout up a few weeks to to go and leave at the end of the season instead of wait to April first. Texas, I received this from the athletic department. Oh, I, I I literally opened this letter as I was getting ready to walk out the door. Um, it, it was in a like one of those pleas for money, like they sent like, oh, to no. all. Oh, like, timing! Read the yeah, room. it was it was you open it. And it's like here's little, some ways to give, and <laughs> this person says go get money from <laughs> Be- Eves, Beard, Bridgman, Houston, etc. Stand by their great coach KP. Fans are going to keep turning away from this trash and heap, and deservedly so. Yeah, I opened that like because I saw it, and it was one of those where it was not personally addressed. It was like John Michael Rutherford, but it was all like typed out. I'm like, this is going to be asking for money and it's going to make me really mad right <laughs> right now. And I opened it and I was like, yep, not the right time. Well, somebody asked me last night, it was like, well, how where, where was you about going to find this money? And I'm like, and he asked me a lot of time. And of course, like, he's getting tired of the banana stand joke. And most people are, but I was like, I don't know, but I'll tell you this. Don't be shocked when freshmen look at their bill and go, tuition went up $80,000 this year. Yeah, just got to do it. Get this <laughs> basketball program back. Do. We got to get good again. Wow. Well, junior, well, I'm high paying like like Miami and Syracuse level tuitions for U of L this year. Basketball team sucked. My ah. daughter hasn't heard our name called on Selection Sunday since she's been alive. We got to change that. <laughs> we got to do what we got to do. <laughs> Texas being a Louisville basketball fan is like being in Trevor's broken recliner. Oh, the fall has happened so fast, we don't know how it even happened, and we don't know how long it's going to be before someone comes and saves us from this uncomfortable spot. That's a very good analogy. We're just wedged against a wall right now. <laughs> it's a very good one might kill us maybe one day it'll get better i'm worried one day i'm gonna fall like it's gonna like another screw's gonna break out and i'm just gonna fall forward now this time 
Texture says, if the financial issues are as bad as the rumors, then I'm legit concerned for the first time about the long-term health of this basketball program. It's not great. I mean, I think I feel confident in saying that. It's, I don't think it's going to be forever. I think that they, they'll get the funds they need at some point, but it's, you know, it's, it's not great. I mean, you're already paying, what, two basketball coaches now? And still Tom Jurich. And are we still paying Patino? No, Patino was a was a was a buyout. We yeah we, we settlement. So yeah. So we're paying two. We're paying two ads, two basketball coaches, and two football coaches, right? Well, not two ads. Well, we're still paying Jurich. Well, yeah, Jur- Jurich. I, I was thinking you were thinking of Vince, and I was like, no, 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 he no, just no. left. No, he's you know, we're not giving that bum a dime. <laughs> Lay off Vince. <laughs> no. <laughs> um. Yeah. <laughs> Texas Jurich self-imposing was the beginning of the end and possibly the biggest misstep in the history of the university. I thought it was a mistake. I was, I felt like I was kind of alone at the time. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was the wrong move. Now, uh, then, I, I think even more so now. It, it clearly looks like it was, it, it was a mistake. I get why they were the, the thought process behind it. I get why they had support for doing it. They thought that you know, it was the way. It was traditionally the way to go at the time, and we just. The t- times were changing and, and not realizing it around us. Well, it made sense, too, because, look, we would have gotten hit with a postseason ban for 2017 if we didn't self-impose. The whole like notion, people are like, well, we didn't have to do it. No, we got pun- – the NCAA in its ruling basically said, we're taking your, your postseason ban, and it's taking the place of the postseason ban that we would have given you for this upcoming season. So basically, like my whole thing was I think it's just a crappy thing to do to those kids. On fe- in early February, when they're – basically five weeks away from playing in the NCAA tournament to take that away from them. I thought was just, it was cruel. Their reasoning was if you take away the, the tournament 13 months from now, you can't recruit. Everyone's going to leave. It's going to just decimate the program. And at the end of the day, all that, that, that did was get us a win over Jacksonville state Cough button in the tournament. Yeah. Thank you. The irony is that, is that we did it to avoid that, 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 that quote, you know, black cloud above our recruiting, and here we are now, like six years later, and our coach is still blaming that black cloud. Still there. Texas, speaking of 2016, I would kill to be 23 and 8 with a postseason ban. I would, <laughs> I would too. It was better than, you know, as much as I love the conference tournament, I, I'd give up ACC tournament Tuesday for a 23 win season. You think it's amazing what I'd do to get a Klondike bar? You have no idea what I'd give up to get 23 and 8 in a postseason ban again. Texas says, no, Trevor, we're not in basketball purgatory. We're in basketball hell. <laughs> basketball purgatory is what we all wanted by firing KP. That's, I think that's a good, <laughs> good text. Boy, yeah. Texas says, April is way too late for the buyout to drop. I do not like our coach, his coaching abilities, his mentality, and what he says. This is ridiculous. Besides that, though, how do you feel about it? <laughs> He's a nice guy. <laughs> we, we're not even sure about that anymore. Yeah, I'm starting to question that, too, a little bit. <laughs> Texas, I used to wake up and be so excited and nervous on the day of the Louisville versus Kentucky game. Yesterday, I understood how far the apathy has set in. I think everyone's kind of yeah. on that. It was just, I felt nothing throughout most of the game. Like I, was, I wanted to get excited. I was excited for the first little bit, and then it was just like, yeah. You predicted the first bit. I didn't think we'd even show that much life. So when, you know, five minutes into gameplay time, six minutes, and we're, you know, what, a, you know, one point up, whatever it was, I, I was a little. I had a semi. I was going. I was a little excited. I was little. I was getting a little excited. It didn't last long, which kind of perfect analogy for the other comparison. <laughs> <laughs> kind of go hand in hand again. Perfect analogy. We got about five minutes there. Texas, just a reminder: last year, the difficulty of talking about the putrid U of L basketball produced some great absurdist radio from you guys. This year, you guys will be great again. That's I our, appreciate that faith. That was like, all our material. 
Exactly. Like, <laughs> I don't I, have any more. We scrape the bottom of the barrel when it comes to like talking about basketball and not like acknowledging the fact that our soul is slowly dying. Like that was this. I, I've run out of self-deprecating material. I mean, I've still got some, but I don't know how much I can do with basketball. Like, I mean, I played the greatest hits trolling UK fans last yeah. night on Twitter. That's, that's all I got. I just, yeah. I mean, I'm not used to having to do this a full year of that material. Like, I'm used to doing it like you know, like being on the Late Show when we get you not a whole full stand up special. You know, give me a five minutes of the show. You know, I had to, I, we had to do like a like a stand up special every day of the week, six days a week last year. This is also it's a little bit of a different animal now when it's year two of Kenny Payne and you, you think that a change has come. Like you can't do. What's the deal with the the shaving thing and the in, in, on the airplane like seventeen years in a row? You got to mix it up a little bit. I don't, I don't know where we're gonna go. We got to find out. You know, hopefully we thrive. I don't know if we will. Texture says you have time before the next game. Have fun with it and do a prediction precap for each game on the score, the top three reasons why we lost, and our top score. Then see how close you are on air as we go. Maybe I don't know. I just don't want to acknowledge the games anymore. Um, I feel like I just want to go answer the phone out in the hallway. God, the phone's been ringing for like 20 minutes. <laughs> yes, yes. There's nobody else here. Stop calling. I was on. Oh, Trevor's calling. I know. I was, I was a little bit Troy was here. I mean, I know he, I was, yeah. He were, he's a hard worker, but I mean, it is like, I really did not expect anybody here other than you, you and me today. Chris the Plumber says Christmas is canceled this year. I'm dead inside. We've lost Chris. <laughs> no, Chris. You got to survive. Texture says, is Zan conditioning with the team? Come on. Say what? Is Zan conditioning with the team? (laughs) Where's the level of concern that Louisville men's basketball will become Georgetown or Nebraska in football? I feel that we are in a very precarious situation to have a strike three post-Patino. First of all, Georgetown doesn't play football, but I get your point. He's talking about Georgetown basketball or Nebraska football. I mean, you can say the same for St. John's basketball in a way, a little bit too, where they're at now. Uh I, that does worry me because I mean, Same. I I, was, I used to always just shrug off those concerns. I'm I'm now feeling them. And now football is a little harder, I think, to rebuild than basketball. Even in today's climate, it's still a little harder. But um, yeah, well, somebody I mean, answer the damn phone. It's driving me crazy. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm about to lose it in here. It won't stop ringing. <laughs> That's KP anger talking. I'm going to rip take, the phone off the hook. Don't take the phone on it. I'm projecting, but I'm, I'm <laughs> got a lot of problems with you people. <laughs> that, is that today? That's tomorrow, isn't it's it? tomorrow. Yeah. Did it stop? I think it stopped. If it starts again, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> I never, because like, people have brought this up for years, right? Like Since since this whole thing started, since the bad time started, are we going to become Indiana? Are we going to become... Um, you know, Georgetown, are we gonna, could we become Nebraska like football? And I've always just kind of shrugged it off and been like, we're, we're too big to fail. Think about this. Like, you know, Louisville basketball thrived nationally in Conference USA. It thrived in the Missouri Valley. It was a national powerhouse regardless of what conference it's been in. There's too much money, too much fan support, too much history, too much big city without a pro sports team for this to ever get that bad. But now, the longer this goes, and the more that I, I keep seeing things happen that I never thought were possible. Like, I never, even with attendance dwindling across the country, across every sport, I never thought we'd get to a point where we would have fewer than like 10,000 people at every game, let alone fewer than 5,000. Even Nebraska at every and Tennessee game. doesn't do that in football. Exactly. They're, they're still selling out. Yeah. I, I never thought that we could ever be four and 28. I thought worst case scenario is is, is a you know the, the last season of Denny Crum where we're like twelve and nineteen something like that and that has to be because 
guys have gotten hurt or there's some sort of gigantic punishment. Like I never thought that we would see Louisville basketball in this place having these types of conversations. So now I am kind of like, I don't, I mean, maybe we never get back to where we were. Maybe, you know, we've lost this generation of fans. We've had fans check out. I, I no longer think that it's as simple as make the right hire, have success next year, and everybody gets back on board and the good times roll on. I, I now think that it's going to take a period of sustained success for this to feel the way it did 10 years ago. I I think it just needs one more year. I, I, I've had this argument with people before. I think the cut's deeper than you think. First cut is the deepest usually. It's I like th- the 75th cut. <laughs> I, I've had this argument many times with people, you know, it's – what what what's more important, the coach or the program? You know, and I've said, and I think Nebraska and football is an example. I think we are now a prime example, and IU has yeah. been an example. Billy Gillespie's era is an example that no matter how great your program and traditional your program run, traditional program runs, you bring a bad coach is not going to do anything. Now that said, it can be turned, but because we do have that, and I think you, you'll see that you see this slightly in Tennessee football the last you know two years. You know that you know they they've come started to come back a little bit. Nebraska's recruiting again now. Maybe they've got the right coach. He's got to hire the right coach. And you do the right coach, you know this program is going to be looking like the program it once was. And he's got. But this is clearly not the right coach. And this is an example of you know I don't care how big your program is, how much you won in the past, what you, how great tradition you have, and how great your fan base is. And our fan base is great, good or bad, depending on you know if you're Kenny Payne. That if you bring in the wrong coach, it doesn't matter. You're good. You lose. Texas Mike, I think Payne the Conqueror is running the multiverse. This sucks. This version of the Matrix does it. It's just it's glitching. I never it's got it. I never got into the Matrix. So I don't. I don't well, it's not really ones. just a Matrix thing. But you take the red pill. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if it's red or blue. Which one was good? Well, it depends on what your definition of good is. I probably would just stay in the Matrix. The sticks taste great. Well, who would want to like just be doing that? Whatever. <laughs> Texas Mike calls himself a Frazier fan and spells it with a Z. I, I found that tweet from 2020. I recognized the mistake right away. Um, yeah, I don't know what I was doing in 2020. What did you spell F-R-A-I-Z-E-R or whatever? I spelled it one time when I was talking about how I watched the Christmas special. And I went to retweet it the other day, and I, I couldn't find it. And I was like, oh, I bet I misspelled it. And I did, and I'm embarrassed. I, I get that it's with an S. I did watch it the other night. It's great. Good for you. Texas, speaking of uh, picking up basketball and calling your own fouls, nothing is more annoying than the guy or gal that calls fouls from across the court when they're not even involved in the play. Trevor almost said his grandmother was dead yesterday. Well, she is, but... <laughs> abrupt way to end that text. I mean, unfortunately, yeah, she passed in 2014, but that's nowhere there. Uh, I mean, I've kind of come to grips with it. Thanks, Texter. I mean... I don't, yeah, I don't know why he ended the text. <laughs> I agree with the part about calling fouls from across the court and pick up. Yeah, that's... Yeah, I wouldn't even, I don't even acknowledge those people. If you don't, if you don't have the ball, if you're not the guy with the ball or the guy guarding the ball, then right. you don't call foul. Texas, did Nolan Smith not say that he felt fear from the other big programs at the big recruiting events when the staff first got hired? Yeah, he did. He did like, he I don't like, remember that. Oh, yeah, he was like, they're scared of us. They're scared. I'm like, no, they're not really. Not scared anymore. Never were scared. No. Texas, says he needs to be careful. Recru- he said that he needs to be careful in recruiting in the portal or the big boys will swoop in. He did. And that's um, We're supposed to be the big boys. The biggest of boys. Hey, didn't you see we were getting Gus Johnson on this game last night? On uh, bowl game? Yeah. Oh, it's the bowl game. Okay. It's the holiday bowl. That's yeah. right there. Texas, does it ever cross your mind watching this team? What would happen if everyone just quit? It's the closest I've ever seen to an entire program closing up shop. It's surreal. I mean, like I said, the only th- we did the second half of Arkansas State, that was clearly quitting. Yeah, well, we did. It was bad. I don't think that's DePaul, still, too. 
vaguely, yeah, I'd have to go back and watch the ball game because I had to do the, I had to do the IU game on like remote while the ball was on. So I only had it on the TV and not you know I just I was it was only getting half my attention, which is probably more than the players were giving it. Texas, did you see all those All Americans? Quote: You are supposed to get those guys too. <laughs> no high school players are going to come here and take someone's spot. Really? So this is the best we can do? Quote, we have to hope the teams don't find out we are recruiting or they will go get them. So you can't recruit against anyone. We are Louisville and he talks as if we are Alabama State, Communities College, Southwest Campus, those big schools. We are one of those big schools. We should be able to recruit those guys. I agree I, with everything. I know you. I know people are more professional than we are, but it, somebody in that press conference at some point has to be like, dude, just call him out on his, on his, on his double talk. Are you saying Louisville's not a big boy? We're the... Big yeah, point. I mean, some I, I and, and and there's been some heat on him, you know, about the you know with the Quran stuff. Some, you know, it was it was egged a little bit. It was pushed at least a, more than most stuff has. But and I don't know you want to you don't want to be like I don't know the professional etiquette or whatever that I just don't have. But at some point, someone's just got to be like K P Kenny. I mean, what would you say? Yeah, you wh- do here. What are you trying to say that we can't? Are you saying that we're not a program of of prestige? I mean. You're just setting him up to probably get headlines that's going to not make him look good. But love of God, somebody's got to. All right, we're going to go to break. When we come back, rapid fire text line 502-414-1450. Then we'll talk about this bowl game tonight and pick some college basketball winners for you. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. Friday edition here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Frosty the snowman was alive as he could be And the children say he could laugh and play just the same as you and me Thumpity thump thump thumpity thump thump Look at Frosty go Thumpity thump thump thumpity thump thump over the hills and snow. Doesn't this sound like a song you hear in a lounge? The snowman. Yeah. It's like this Robert. Remember, what's the old 90s? Like, it's being part of the Robert Goulet, so I think. Yeah, all you thought of the college basketball one. Yeah, I like those. Uh, definitely a jazzy feel. It does. I feel like I, this guy should be like, this is a guy in a bar next to a piano, like, snapping his fingers. He's got a cigarette in his hand. Yeah, has that sound to it. Sure. <laughs> I like it. Uh, that's why, Maybe that's why I always like this song. All right, we got like 20 minutes left. We're going to go as fast as we can. It's last show before Christmas. We want everyone to have their voices heard. It's your show. We want to make sure that you, you know, not left out there in the cold. Like Pun intended. Frosty. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton sex line. Let's get through this. Let's roll. Let's do it. Texas has a great way to start. TK gets all the Amish bees. <laughs> I kind of do. <laughs> they, they love me. I'm like, hey, look at this. I turn the light, the light switch. I'm like, yeah, what's that do for you? Electricity. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Thumpity thump thump. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Texture says, do we know if the 15 versus 10 game in the ACC tournament is going to be at 430 again this year? I'm trying to make that plan. <laughs> Would we get bumped or we should just call the game on the air? Like, Did we do that last year? Didn't we just call it? No. When there, I thought there was a game we were on the air during last year, basketball-wise. I don't think so. I can't remember. No, we did baseball. We Michigan, did baseball Because I remember the ago. Michigan game we were yeah, live on the air. I remember two that. Years yeah. ago. Two years ago. Texas, well, it has to be two, yeah. Texas Amish communities are notorious for having puppy mills, Mike. That's not good. 
Rescue Oregon Louisville took in 60 pups last year right before Christmas. I remember that story. I don't remember. I didn't know that it came from um, from an Amish community. Yeah, I just. Well, that's not good. The puppy mill sinks, but how do you get puppies? I mean, where else do you, I mean, is there, what's the difference between just a mill and, a, and just a breeder? Well, I mean, they're just like churning them out. Oh, they they had a bunch of puppies in this farm. I mean, yeah. it was. I mean, Cleese and Arya had two other sisters I didn't pick, and there was a like a buttload of uh, what's it, golden golden snoodles or golden whatever. doodles. Yeah, yeah, they had those. I'm not a huge fan of, but you know, it is what it is. Texas, if Josh is unwilling to make a move, can someone please bring us uh, up the impact on the local business downtown? We did that. This is hurting the city. I'm beginning to wonder if we should start hosting some UK games to keep the business no, alive until KP is gone. No, no, no. We're not selling our soul to the devil just yet. Texas Amish people are kind of like religious people. You just get to kind of make it up as you go and decide how Amish you want to be. Well, I think they are religious. That's what makes them Amish, right? Well, it's not really a religion. <laughs> it's not, technically? No. Texas, so we finally got Kenny Payne to not wear his Star Trek costume, and instead he wears a primary navy blue greenish suit with minimal red on it for a red out against his favorite team. <laughs> yeah, he didn't wear the Star Trek suit like this year. They've been wearing the different pullovers. Yeah, because in the one pullover he wore that didn't have the Denny Crum uh, logo that, that Texas pointed out to us. Texas, all right, okay, we suck, but we're going to beat USC by 200 next week, and Anna DeBeer is coming back for another volleyball season. They did announce that today. That was a cool little video. Anna DeBeer back for a final season at UofL. Did they use her song when she came back? They did not. Oh, The All-Americans returning. I mean, we've got Alana Scott back, who was All-American this past year as well. They're going to be really good again. Should be a lot of fun. When Anna De Beer comes back, you know you're gonna lose, baby. Texas KP makes me wish I was Amish, so I didn't know what U of L basketball was. <laughs> <laughs> there was a great like promo. I don't remember what national channel it was that I was listening to one day. This I don't even think it was locally here. Where the promo is the guy just ranting on the Amish, like bashing him. And like <laughs> this co-host goes. Are you afraid they're going to listen and hear this? And he's like, no, they're Amish. <laughs> Texas says maybe Josh was pulling a Woodson on KP and tricking him with his statement. He's going to issue another one on New Year's Eve telling KP his services are no longer needed. By the way, Trevor, many of those Amish breeders severely <laughs> mistreat the mother and father dogs of their puppies. Aww. They're nothing more than a commodity, and as soon as they can't produce anymore, they euthanize them, often horribly because they are now an expense. I've worked with a local rescue that has saved a lot of them from this situation. If you want a puppy, I can introduce you to several responsible breeders that do it the right way. I, next texter, if I, a couple years, hit me back up. I will, I'll, I'll probably end up getting – I think I've got two more puppies left in me in my lifetime because my girls are seven now. So mm. I have, There are many times I've wondered if I, the other two sisters I didn't pick. I always thought about maybe I should have picked them too. I've thought about what happened to them. I've thought those things. What if Josh was doing like the meanest thing possible, and just saying this? <sighs> and then like Christmas morning, he like goes on Instagram Live. He's like, "Hey guys, Josh Hurt here. I'm uh, about to go surprise Kenny Payne at his house. Got some news for him. <laughs> You're fired." You know what? Sad part is, is that that should get sympathy for KP, but it won't. It would from some people. Mm. Who Eves? I mean, <laughs> there's still some some supporters out there. I mean, there's yeah, there's some people that might be like, I feel like the people that are gonna like def- like bash Josh for that would be like the people who are like very very light basketball followers anyway. They're like, well, let me clarify, me. I'm not in support of Josh Hurd firing Kenny Payne as a surprise Christmas. If he's present. doing it that way, I am. I, I, I am not. I am, listen, I, there's I, a limit to the, my humor. Three sixty all the way back around. If you're gonna do that. I not only do I'm afford it, I want to hold the camera. That is great. 
<laughs> Texas with Dennis, we win by one last night. <laughs> Clearly. He gives him like a can of like corn nuts and it's just springs popping out. There's no puzzle. Like, You're fired. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> I'm bombug. Texas, you know, whenever I see KP walk up to the podium, oh, I kind of die a little inside because I know he's about to put his foot in his mouth. Let's get out. Electric twist. I love it. We haven't had one in a while. Texas, Kenny said recruits are concerned about coming to a school that had four wins. Well, that's kind of, I guess we're just never going to get players ever again. <laughs> Did he say that? Yeah, he said it last night. I knew he was talking about the, the wins thing. I didn't know he actually called out four wins, though. Texas, I live in the heart of Amish country in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Wow. Uh, run Springer, oh, where kids get a chance to experience the outside world. Some are able to use the internet for their business. Not in homes, though. Rules are decided by the local bishop to F the community. Okay. We're learning a lot about the Amish today. Like I said, not, she, a, not a lot of it's great. She didn't say everybody used it, but she that was like she had like all these modems set up that, that she would rent it out, though, to some of the Amish in the area. That's interesting. Texas, since you asked for a football question, does USC still have a roster at this point? They're missing a lot of guys. Have we heard anything about Lincoln Riley either? Is he still the coach there? Still the coach. Okay. Did they get Will Howard or is that still floating in the air? I don't think that that's official. There was okay. big like reports of it. I don't think that that's yeah, I don't think that that's ever been announced. I don't know who their quarterback's gonna be then. Well, for this game we know who it's gonna be. Oh, it's uh, the freshman, right? Milton, whatever. No, he's, yeah. he's not a freshman, he's a Richard Sophomore. The other the freshman transferred. Yeah, you're right. I know this is, yeah, I don't remember we do have an announcement. Yeah. yeah, if this guy gets hurt, I don't think they have another quarterback on the roster besides I guess some walk on. Who was the guy last night who was the third string tight end playing quarterback for uh, South yeah, Florida? That's how these bowl games are gonna be. That's Syracuse or South Florida. Syracuse was down to no I bet on South Florida last night because everybody was like, They've got no quarterback. And sure yeah. enough, it was the worst bowl performance I've ever seen in my life. I think at halftime they had negative five yards. I almost tweeted out something of like, how can Syracuse embarrass ACC on a night like this? It was pretty bad. <laughs> Just overlooking the fact that we probably are more embarrassing. Texas WDRB is using the wording, will remain the coach into the new year. It doesn't sound necessarily like he has to stay until the end of the season. But, I mean, if not now, then why later unless it gets even worse? Yeah, that's. I mean, that's the yeah. thing is – they definitely worded it that way. I think even Hurd said it in one of the quotes, like he wasn't guaranteeing that he was going to be the coach for the entire season. But if you're not going to fire him during this 13 day break, then I, I just I can't imagine that you're going to fire him. No, I think they're using that wording because they're they're fully aware that of the rumors that were out there. Texas Mike is King Moonracer the worst Christmas movie character. Also, how about that holiday bowl, huh? King Moonracer is unnecessarily a d bag. Like he's where am I drawing a blank on that? It's Rudolph. He's, oh, was that okay? he's like the king of the island of misfit toys. Oh, okay. I forgot his name. Okay. And like they, they have this big plea of like, hey, we're being chased by this this crazy snow monster that wants to eat us. You've got this gigantic island all to yourself. It's full of misfits, and you know we're kind of misfits too. Can we just stay here? And he's like, no, that would not be possible. You're not toys. And then because he tells that they they all say that they're going to go back and tell Santa about them, he's like, cool, you can stay here one night. D bag. Everyone in that movie is terrible. Virginia is who's very she's way more perceptive than I was as, as a little kid. She's only four. She's like, why is his dad being mean to him? Like Donald, like the, the, he's a horrible father. And I'm like, I had to just like straight up be like, yeah, he's he's not he's not a good dad. I have to go back and watch it because your your analysis of parenthood is, from Rudy is uh, maybe questionable. Well, Donna and Santa are both like you know, you, I mean, Santa's like, well, he, he'll never be able to fly on my team because of that nose. Like, well, why? He's like the best flyer you've got. He's still, but you can't do it. Donner tells him to hide. He's like, you're embarrassing the whole family because you've been born with this nonconformity. It's 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 a horrible special, but I love it. No, it's 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 just a thing from telling us that we need to accept others no matter what their differences. Well, that's the end. Yeah. That's well, the end. only when they can benefit us, though. Well, that's the American way, right? Exactly. 
Only yeah, nonconformities are only acceptable when they personally benefit you. Yeah, if they don't benefit us. Why should we conform to their? Then just their keep making fun of them. Call them yeah. neon nose. <laughs> Texas says we are assuming on April first that we will owe Kenny six mil. If Kenny really loves Louisville and wants to see the program be successful, will he be willing to take a four million dollar buyout? No, he's. I think that he's made that very apparent. Yeah, I think he's going play now. He's just going to be not not play now, but the signboard reference to play now. Texas says, you said that Josh needs to get a, a chance to get this hire right if we're having the same convo in two years, and I thought you still meant the KP hire, and I was going to have to turn off the show. No, no. No, you, we, he doesn't get two years to see how KP plays out. If KP's not gone in three months, then I, I'll i be very upset. I would be. I will be with the the, the, the running of Josh needs to. Yeah. Same. Texas, Trevor, a knee-jerk reaction is not firing someone for having a 9-35 record. It's absolutely common sense if you give a damn about the program. By not firing KP, we're condoning an abysmal product on the court. I mean, just are we? I mean, if you fire him, how do you know it's not going to get worse? Again, it's it is a knee jerk reaction because there's the not getting you're worse not, thing. Is yeah, not you're looking at short sighted because you're angry with them, and I get that. But I mean, is it does it is it going to make the next three months any better? And I don't think it is. I disagree. He could. That's fine. If we're, lo- I, I'd rather lose by like thirty five a night with an interim and just be like, well, some guys left, who cares? Then, like, continue to go with this guy that we're paying in inordinate Well, we're still going to pay him regardless. Yeah, but still. Like, to see him actively working and just not doing anything, it's just, it it makes my blood boil every well, single there, game. There's, there's, that's not a problem. You can watch him on the sideline of any game. Trust me, he's not actively working anything. Texas Friday After Next doesn't get enough credit for being among the all-time great Christmas movies. <laughs> Was that during Christmas time? I now that you say that, like it's, I, I haven't seen it since it like, first came out. I don't remember it being around. Wait, wait, Christmas Friday, time. Was that the second or third? It's the second one. That's not the one with. I've never seen the third one. The, okay, this, no, the third one is the, the Christmas one because they're living in the apartments. The second one's when they go to like Rancho Cucamongo, right? Or right. And it's got the skateboard kid from uh, Kids in it, uh, the white dude. That's the second one. Okay, so yeah, the the third one is the Christmas because somebody robs them at Christmas time in their apartment and they have to throw a party to make. I never rent. saw that one. It's not very good, and the second one's barely any good to be honest with you. But so what's the, the, what's the title of the second one? Friday after that. There's there's Friday. So there's Friday, then there was next Friday, and then there's Friday after next. So I've never seen Friday after next. Okay, I've so seen, next I always Friday think of next Friday. The, okay, next, next Friday is the second one. Yeah, it's confusing. <laughs> it's a confusing title, right? You're not gonna get her. That's the best part. The only best part of the second one is that right there. That's my favorite line in that movie. Texas says, Trev, this is not an e-jerk reaction to Josh Hurd from me. It was an extremely questionable hire by him to begin with. It was even more questionable that he was not let go after last year. Given that everyone with a brain knew that Kenny Payne was not capable of doing this job, now he had the perfect time to do it midseason and end this bleeping nightmare once and for all. Yet he chose to let Kenny Payne continue to publicly embarrass the university and the city for a few more months. We are being laughed at by the nation every time Kenny Payne opens his mouth. Yeah, you fire him today, we're still getting laughed at. I, yeah, I mean, you, I mean, you have national people today being like, why did this not happen? Well, and I think that that's because they're feeding into the, what they see the, the consensus of the fans are. Well, I don't that's, think that's true, but I, I agree with them. Texas, can we stop pretending that UofL can't afford to fire KP? We were the number one program in revenue for years, making twenty-three to twenty-eight million dollars a year. See, I, I, I sometimes I'm, I'm with that texture on that. Like, I, I don't get the. There's, there's all. I mean, I know it's. A, I'm not doing the played out joke, but if, like, if we want to find the money, we're going to find the money. Like, if we really want to find the money, we will get it right. 
I don't know, maybe. Uh, yeah. Another benefit of firing KP would now would be that if UK people won't, they won't be able to tell us how to coddle their boy any longer. I do get sick if they just give him some time. I, I, there's less of that no, now. I, I think more it's like UK people who are just like, I can't believe that he's not better. I'm like, why? Because all of his assistants have been terrible. I just assumed they were doing the Gillespie, what we did to Gillespie. Like, you know, I think he's doing improving. You should keep him on for third year. Texas, if money was the issue, then they could have made today's statement weeks ago. I would think it's more about player revolt or not being able to get a proper interim coach. And that's the thing. Like, I mean, if he's talking about replacing the whole staff like you think he is, that's that's a lot, not an easy thing to do. I think he had it in place. Uh, and, and, and I think it got. I, I think that's also why you didn't hear him talk until someone said you can't do that. Texture says, why were they all dressed in suits last night? I'm all for coaches wearing suits, but if you don't do it all year, why do you do it now for this game? My only guess was that he was getting dressed up for his funeral. It was weird that they, like, they, I was like, I guess they're trying to make it a big deal. Like, you know, this is, but I was like, well, why are you just not doing it every game? I don't, I don't know. The whole coaching dress code and, and all dressing the same is, is weird to begin with. Texas says, okay, spit it out. Who was going to be the interim? I'll never tell. <laughs> Trevor knows. It was going to be me. Texas says, did you find a unicorn for your daughter? No. She yes, yeah, she, she she did though this morning. She got Can you just glue like a horn onto a horse? She just, she's not talking about that much anymore. Okay. Yeah. She did get asked today, like, you know, what, what do you want from Santa? What's the big gift? And she said something that I think Santa's gonna bring her. And we were like, Yes. So Texas Jurich didn't self ban, that was Ramsey's doing. Eh, I mean Well, I mean, when Jurich was I the think AD. They, were, they were both on board for that. I don't think you were gonna make Jurich do anything he didn't want to do. Texas says, TK, tuition is unrelated to athletics. The athletic budget is self-sustaining. Okay. I, sorry. Thanks for ruining the joke. <laughs> Texas we could be the next thanks. IU. That's Sean, by the way. Uh, be nice to him. Who's, I don't know. Do I know Moth. Sean? Oh. Oh, okay. okay. My bad, Sean. Just letting you know. Texas, speaking of Zan Payne, what other players have played in the L UK game that have played for both schools? Marvin Stone. It's the only one, right? I think that's it. At least in the modern era, for sure. Texas last last year into this year becoming IU fear has set me set into me as well. Sadly, I don't think that we ever saw attendance slash apathy like this with IU. That said, Merry Christmas, guys, go get drunk. Yeah, We're not even close to IU's I, attendance has never dipped like ours. Yeah, not to mention, I mean, everybody wants to see we're giving IU. I know it's not what we want in the long run, and what IU didn't want in the long run. But the two year run where they went to Sweet Sixteen, you know, I'd give up for that right now. They were, they were one of the top teams in the country. Yeah, but that's as good as it's been. I agree it has, and that's why they got rid of Tom Crean, and that's because Crean will probably keep you at a certain level, but you I, you, you expect to be above that level, and you should be, as do we, What's, which is why they, they should be getting rid of Mike Woodson here soon. Because well, he's, and that's the comparison, is that they have that level, and they have not gotten past it but in, even, in two decades. But even when they had their black cloud and, and Crean came in, they were – they were better way quicker than we're ever going to be with, with Kenny Payne right now. Well, I'd hope not because that was like six years after their black cloud. <laughs> so we need to – I mean, I hope that we're not sitting here talking 20 years about, hey, no, he had, remember he had, those Sweet 16s? He had them competitive in the year three, I thought. No, they set a losing record in year three. Did they? I thought he was. I thought they were in a tournament by year three and Sweet 16 in year four. No. he, he they, they struggled for a while. Like He only won like nine games his second year. I did know that. Yeah, he won six, he won six his first year and like nine his second. On the third year, I thought they went like seventeen and like fifteen or something. They went six and twenty-five his first year. They went ten and twenty-one his second year, and they went twelve and twenty his third year. Oh, okay. Year four is when they. Year four is when they. It was the watch shot year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They lost to Kentucky. By a lot. Then they had the back-to-back years where they were very good. Yeah. Bad. 
Texas, Trevor, you want to hold the camera? Meet me in your mom's room tonight. Oh, boy. <laughs> Jesus, a tripod. Texas, Trevor, thinking that Amish is a religion, explains his ACT score. Oh, I'd say it can be. It's not, is, it, is it not based on religion? <laughs> no. You're telling me the Amish beliefs aren't based off religion? No. Then what are they based on? It's a lifestyle. Yeah, but it's, they do it because of religion. No, they don't. You're telling me Amish aren't religious. Well, they, they are, but it's not uh, Amish is not a religion. No, but it's it's, it's a group of people that that base off religion. Their 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 entire world is surrounded around the religion. I mean, they believe in the Bible. It's, I mean, that's like that's it's just like, it's just like you know Scientologists with a beard. Texas says Rudolph, Santa, and Donner. Two different groups. Rudolph, Santa, Donner, and the King of the Island of Misfit Toys are jerks. Also, of note, Charlie in a Box's story being a misfit because his name is Charlie is very suspect. I always thought he bothered me too. Just, well, there's also nothing wrong with the doll. Yeah. Santa likely dropped uh, Charlie off over San Francisco. It might be the only selfless act of kindness that Santa did on Rudolph. Texas says, uh, "Go to the next question." If it was Lieberman, I didn't do that, did I? Texas Peyton Siva was going to be on the interim staff, wasn't he? He tweeted a gift that makes me think that her if Heard had him in place, but then it was shot down. Hmm. I didn't. I don't want to give this job to Peyton just because I just I like. Peyton. It, he was not going to be the interim. Yeah, yeah. he would. Yeah. There, he would have potentially been on staff. Texas, I don't know what the bleep Josh Heard is doing. You could have fired Kenny after how bad and incompetent he was last year. Now you keep him a second year, and you see, yes, it can all absolutely get worse, and it will. Fire him now. The all-time lows are going to keep coming with the wrong guys in charge. Quit bleeping around and fire him right bleeping now. The, the all-time lows aren't going to come this year anymore. You know why? We already won five games. Yeah, Mike Rutherford guarantee. I mean, short of like being caught cheating while we're winning five games, I don't think we can get much lower right now. I did see that the 95 points that we gave up, I think, matched the highest we've ever given up in a non-conference game. So that was good. That was that was enjoyable. We did keep him below 13 made threes, which would have tied the record in the game against Louisville. We forced him to turn the ball over more than he used to. Antonio Reeves scored 30 points. That was not good. Did he miss a shot ever? I think he missed like one. I don't know. Whatever. What do you want me to say? It was bad. Uh, we've got Christmas weekend <laughs> coming up. TK, I know you, relaxing weekend for you. Probably. Kicking back. Enjoying the sports. Enjoying, I don't know. Normally, I have a small Christmas tradition. I watch the uh, Star Wars trilogy on Christmas Day. That's a fun tra- tra- tradition. Um, I don't know. I'll try to get it in because the Eagles play at 430 this year, though, on Christmas Day. So. Uh, I might have to like schedule a little differently, but I, I'll probably still will watch the. Tri- I usually watch the uh, trilogy. I like to watch them without the add-on stuff, but can't find that anymore. Uh, tonight in college basketball, the big game. Well, Bellerin plays BYU, which I think you can hear right here. Is it women's? No, it's men's. No, you can't. Okay, sorry. They we've got BYU. Saint X on nine hundred, and we've got okay. uh, what, Southern Indiana coming up at seven thirty on fourteen fifty. You do have the border war, Missouri and Illinois. Uh, they're going to play in St. Louis tonight at nine o'clock on FS One. Illinois is a six and a half point favorite. TK, who you got? Faded. I'm taking Illinois to win, but not cover. I'm I'm taking the same thing. I feel bad about it now, but I'm I'm taking Illinois to win. <laughs> you should, but not cover. Six thirty tonight on ESPN. It's the Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl, formerly the San Diego County Credit Union Gasparilla Bowl, and also the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. This time it's Georgia Tech taking on Central Florida. Those Yellow Jackets, they're frisky. We know all about them. UCF is a six-point favorite. Who wins? Who covers? I'm glad they cut the names out of the bowl when they when they changed it because that was getting. I'm just gonna call this the Georgia O'Leary Bowl, baby. Uh, you get that reference. I'm gonna take uh, Georgia Tech win this game. I got UCF win and cover. Oh. I'm fading the ACC this week. 
Uh, everyone, have a fantastic Christmas weekend. Enjoy your friends. Enjoy your family. Enjoy your loved ones. Or just enjoy the, the time alone and the extra break. We love all of you guys sincerely. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful weekend. We'll talk to you guys again on Tuesday. Go Cards. Merry Christmas. Look at Frosty go. Over the hills and snow. Sports Talk, 1450 and 96.1 FM. The Big X Sports Radio.